What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin from Cigar Prop, and each and every week we come to you live on the I Tap That Cigar Show on our YouTube channel. We interview someone fun and exciting in the cigar world, and then about a week later, we upload that audio to various podcasting platforms. That's what you're listening to now. We try and cut out a lot of the stuff that won't make sense because you're listening to it instead of watching it. But if something doesn't make sense and you want to watch it, in the description is the link that will take you to our YouTube so you can watch the interview instead of listening to it. But if you want to continue listening to it, thank you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the I Tap That Cigar Show presented by Corona Cigar. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Shahan, and I'm coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Asset Studios here on the sunny Gulf Coast of Florida. And joining me as always, my co-host, Care Diahante. Carrie, what is going on today? Is How are going you? On, Kevin? Well, you know, uh, another beautiful day here in Estogi Road Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. We got up to almost 70 degrees today, so I couldn't be any happier. Right on. I think it was. Uh, it was actually believable. Cool, yeah, it was actually a very cool day for us. We woke up in the mid fifties, and then it got to be about ninety. Um, sure. So oh, how do you, how do you yeah, do? it was uh, it was brutal. But uh, oh, cool. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't subjected to any of that because uh, I just sat here in my office studio for uh, last fourteen hours playing TikTok and making TikToks. I had a good TikTok day. I had a good one. I had Sounds one like go up. Uh, 15,000 views on one of my TikToks in a, in under an hour. That was a, really? uh, yeah, that was a good TikTok day. Um, so that's a, that's how I judge my days. I'm at home with my knee injury. It's like whether it was a good TikTok day or not. Sounds um, like it was a well-rounded TikTok day considering the amount that you put into TikTok. I know. Watching it versus yes. what you got out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, so we had, we had a couple okay. good ones on bothering what? people. Too what? Tony. What? Tony said his head's hurting because you guys are on the wrong wrong screens. Your sides. You switch sides. Oh, oh, are we normally on wrong the, the different uh yeah, you normally are on oh okay. Let me side. see how we fix that. We uh <laughs> oh there we go. I didn't realize that we were uh on opposite sides. I am sorry everybody. Um well that and, and then you so everybody may have heard that's producer Jessica in the background joining us as always. You'll see the tick out, the tickers and everything going on. That's Jessica's thing. Jessica, how are you doing tonight? Great. Great. That's, uh, <laughs> That's as you can see, enthusiastic as always. So, um, but uh, um, let's get right into it with the uh, the Cigar Medics Humidimeter Cut and Light. Remember, with the Cigar Medics Humidimeter, you'll always know when to hold them and know when to smoke them. I am smoking the Warped Moon Garden. Um, and like I said, we are at 62% humidity. Absolutely perfect. I'm assuming Tony Costa sent us these cigars because whenever I have a boutique cigar that I don't know where it came from, it's always Tony Costa. Um, Jessica is also smoking the same cigar tonight as well. Carrie, what are you smoking tonight? I'm smoking the warped nicotina. The, what is that? What is that called? Nicotina. Nicotina. I didn't. Is that for some? I didn't see that on their uh, their website. The Nicot. May I must have missed that one. Well, we're gonna have to ask him about it. Yeah. Because this is a tasty cigar. I got a couple. I got some questions. You do have some questions. I've got some questions. I've got 
seven pages of, of notes questions and, and and they're all over the place. We 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 ask a question and we follow up nine questions later about that question we just asked. So uh, I'm about to try and squeeze mine in somewhere you're, around you're going question yes, fifty three. Yeah. <laughs> so Jess, now that you're back behind the uh, producer table, um, how does it feel? And Kevin, how did it feel uh, being the producer? Last week, it, it, it felt good because 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 Jessica was in good hands. You know, had, killed had, it. You, you, killed you, it. You care. You had Lee Mac. I mean, just what what a better show what, for her to host her first show was to have you know just you guys there, and then obviously I was in the back. I I, I had a chair ready. I could have jumped in at any second, and then yeah. But uh, well, that I, was my first and last. I'm in retirement. That is not her last. Uh, we will uh. Once, that uh, last statement, we're going to strike it from the record. So, Karen and I are going to get to. We're going to try and get some some guests uh, um, uh, that are tailored to Jessica. I think a little more. So we're at least maybe once a month. I, th I think he, he he has a dream. That's only his dream. <laughs> it's we all have a dream. It's a dream. So, yes. Kevin, so Kevin thinks he's going to to be the boss of me. That's, he will that's lead you to the promised land, Jessica. He will lead you to the promised land. <laughs> that that I will. So Listen, all right. I felt like it was fun, but you know I probably won't do it. Again. She'll do it again. <laughs> um. So uh, uh, she'll she'll be joining us. So we, we've got a we're we're we're, we're scheduling uh. A little impromptu thing with uh, Matt Booth here in uh, two, three, four weeks. So Jessica will be joining us for that. You know, um, uh, that'll be like a, a weekday show. So, all right, um, let's uh, let's bring on our guest here in a moment. But before we do, we want, let's take a moment to thank all of our show partners: uh, J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, uh, Amandola Cigars. We are the Muscle Excelsior Tobacco Makers of the Doña Lydia GTO Cigars. Those who know smoke GTO. And of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid. You know, last week there was someone made a comment that the intro music was too loud, um, and uh, and I'm like, that that is what gets me going. I am nervous, ready to throw up uh, before every show, okay. and then when that intro music just gets me going, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's not too so, loud. Perfect. So waiting patiently in the Experience Acid green room is Kyle Gallus of Warped Cigars. Now we're gonna play a little, a short little video. Um, I love it when the uh, uh, um, our guests can introduce themselves. Saves us a little time uh, uh, later on explaining some of the things. So let's hear a little bit about Kyle and Warp from Kyle and Warp. Warp was founded when I was 18 years old. I got inspired to come to the cigar industry from my father. When I was a kid, he'd come home from work and I would, you know, pick out a cigar for him from my humidor. He let me cut it, he let me hold the lighter for him, and instead of sending me off to go somewhere else in the house, he would have me sit with him. He would tell me about the cigar from his standpoint, from a consumer standpoint. So I learned about everything from the retail perspective of it, about what intrigued him. You know, was it the band, was it the box, was it the shape of the cigar, what he did like, what he didn't like. All these little details that you think you're not listening to, you're not understanding. But I listened to them, I learned from them, and it really kicked off the whole entire inspiration for Warped. It was also just a way for me to really bond with my father. He was very busy when I was growing up. This was like the one time that we had these few peaceful moments together. And it really set me off on the cigar path. It wasn't until I was 16 years old that I actually had my first cigar with him. And it was a, it was a Monte Cristo number two um, Habano. We had it at the Atlanta shop in Nassau. And that was the first real cigar experience that I actually had with my father. And it was one of the most memorable experiences that I still had. 
in the entire time I've been in the cigar industry. When I turned 18 years old, I just jumped in my car and I drove down here to Little Havana. And I just went right here on Cali Ocho. I just went to little factories that were around here at the time and just trying to learn more, trying to get inspiration. I had a lot of doors slammed in my face and only one factory took me in and I'm still here to this day, 13 years later. And that's El Titan Bronze. Since then, you know, we've gone on to create Aloso Local Mana the flagship of work that you guys have come to know and we've been known for. Sandy's gone on to be one of the one of the best factories in the world and Warped has gone off on its own path as well. But you know, the one common piece that we've always had for Warped is that it always started right here. And that's why we're sitting in this, uh, this beautiful little factory right now. It's a unique place and if you've been here, it's one of the last places where you can come into a factory and actually visit. And you know, we're humbled that she took us in and it took Warped in. And it's been one hell of a ride and we've expanded now to Nicaragua, to Asali working with Angonorsa Lee, and we just can't wait to see what happens next. All right, well, that's everything you need to know. Yeah, everybody have a good night tonight, and then... Uh, <laughs> the first quarter of the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so we're, we're going we're gonna to refer back to that video a couple of times tonight. Um, Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Appreciate it. Uh, I, I think this is only the second time I've ever seen you without a tie. So I'm, uh, yeah, well, it's a little, like you were saying earlier, it's a little, uh, uh, it got, it was cool this morning and then it got hot. So it's a little hot out here on the patio in South Florida. So sometimes you just gotta, you know, take it off and, you know, breathe a little bit. Right on. Uh, Kyle, this is care. I know uh, we had some difficulties Kyle, in the beginning. So, uh, How you doing, Karen? nice to meet K you. Carol Stogie road cigars. Um, so, 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 uh, that was my, my first quote. Where are you coming from? I, I wasn't sure if you're still living down here, South oh, yeah, Florida yeah, yeah. still. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm right here in um in the West Palm area, Jupiter. Okay, so uh, yeah, yeah. so we're. I mean, we're we're here, man. Like we're an hour north of Miami, and you know, it's a good little spot to be. Yeah, I, I lived in Jupiter for a couple of years back when I was really small. My dad got transferred down there for a year to open up a business, and then got transferred back. So uh, I don't remember much of nice. Jupiter. Um, but uh, but we we Jessica and I would try and go down to West Palm. We try and go see Abe and the guys that smoke in mm -hmm. you know, yeah, as, yeah. as often as uh, often as we can. Um, hey, oh, that, that reminds me because I, I forgot to ask Terrence, where were you at the other day with Terrence Riley? At the, uh, at I was that, at uh, Anganorsa's office in uh, in Miami. Oh, is that where that was? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah I didn't know if you guys were at a lounge, and I'm like, where are these guys at together? So, okay, no, usually, like, you know, Terrence is a workaholic man, so like, you know, he he I got there at like 9 a.m., and he was fresh off a 5 a.m. flight from Dallas, and he walked right into the uh, into the office and and got to work, except, except he sat down and had some coffee and a few cigars with me before he had to go off onto his work day. <laughs> so right on. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, you know, I, I know that the, everybody's hardworking in this industry. I mm -hmm. don't know how he does it. I do not know that that schedule. Know. You know, he, he's know. He, he's got to get an assistant eventually. He can't he can't keep it up. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was telling him, like, I would never say, like, you know, you need to get some sleep because everyone tells me that. But I, I looked at him and I was like, Terrence, like, you, you got to get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You of all people. I mean, you, you've, you've been been hustling it since you were 16 years old. And here mm -hmm. you are 32 and just, you know, still got, you know, just hands in everything. But let's let's start off with that beard, because that's the question I always get. How long have you been growing your beard? Um, so I started this, I think like, it's going like, you know, it's gone through variant lengths. So like, I mean, everyone's like, oh, you've been trying to grow it for that length for like eight years. And I'm like, no, nah, it's been down to here. And then I cut it back up to here. And then like, 
eventually like when it gets to like a point that it covers like a majority of the knot at the tie is usually when I trim it. Um, so that's kind of like my go-to stance, but I mean, I've had it for, for eight years at this point. Yeah. Oh, I, I love covering the knot of the tie because I don't even tie a tie anymore. I literally just tie it like a shoelace and then just pin it to where it looks real nice. You can't see the, the shitty knot that I made. And, um, oh, but I used, funny. but I used to love wearing a tie and doing like the Trinity knots and mm -hmm. all these intricate knots that take like 45 minutes to make for no reason. At all. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a double, I'm just like a double Windsor guy or like yeah. just a, just a classic four. And like, I mean, I, I don't get too crazy mm -hmm. with it just because the worst one on the planet though is, is tying a bow tie. Like, that's uh. like the, uh, it's like the worst mm -hmm. thing to do. I, I honestly, I got to wear one. I got a wedding to go to on Saturday and I have to, it's black tie and I got to tie one and I just, Never remember how to do it properly. It's terrible. Oh yeah, I've got one hanging up here—a smoke in, you know, bow tie that we tried tying <laughs> once. Uh, I and did. Je Jessica I got did. it after watching a YouTube video and everything. You know, uh, Carrie, uh, you ever tied a bow tie? No, no. I, you know, Twelve years of Catholic school, we always had to wear ties, so you learn how to tie a, uh, like you said, a, a triple really quick. Bing bang yeah. boom, you're good to go. Grade school is more clip-ons. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. When, when, I, when I did a, a private security, and uh, we always had, well, we had to have clip-ons because you don't want someone to be able to grab your tie and pull you in in case something happens. It's the same thing so, with the nuns, Kevin. I didn't. The know, nuns would grab the tie, so you made sure that you had a clip-on, so it was like a breakaway jersey from the NFL back in the day. Yeah, you got in trouble. <laughs> they grab your tie. It broke off. So, so what, one question, uh, Kyle, because it happens to me like once a week at least, mm -hmm. and it happens to a lot of bearded guys. So I don't get a lot talk. There's not a lot of guys in the cigar industry that have big, beautiful beards like us. Do you ever have that nightmare that you wake up in the middle of the night and you grab your face because like you either looked at yourself in the mirror in your dream and your beard was gone or somebody. Cut yeah. It? Yeah. It's really <sighs> weird. In all honesty, like you wake up and you're like, did I shave last night? Like, oh. is, it's like, you know, like, did I, did something happen or, you know, but you know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's almost as like common as once you think you're falling in your dream. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, 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 that that it do, it does happen when you've had a beard, I guess, as long as like you know we have, yeah, it, it comes like just so you know entwined in you that you know <laughs> make sure it's still there. Care doesn't have that problem because Care can grow that on his face in a week. Yeah, this know? was a weekend over the weekend. Yeah. I got this. He's got he's got <laughs> cra crazy facial hair, and my dad, my dad can grow this. Like I said he because he plays Santa for Christmas, so he has this mm -hmm. beautiful big white natural beard. So he shaves it off in like February and then he mm -hmm. grows it back for Christmas and like June and like oh, wow. three, three months, he'll have what you and I have in just three months. Oh, it's, that's crazy. It, it's, for it's, him. Fr it's freaky to watch it, you know, Oof. it just, and it just poof, it just comes out. So <laughs> good for him then. Yeah. So, all right, we're, we're, we'll start off with our questions for tonight as we always do, but we're going to start off with the question that, that I have that nobody in the chat panel is going to care about uh, care mm -hmm. might care about it, but nobody else does um, because uh, I'm known in the cigar industry. If you have a crappy website, I call you out on it. You mm -hmm. have an amazing website. It first time I was on, it was actually uh, uh, last week blew me away. Who designed your website? Like, <laughs> like, like where, where did it, like, I really expected like, like, Louis Vuitton, LV, you know, H, I, I, yeah. that, I mean, it rivals some of the best websites on the planet. Where, where did that, where did that come from? 
Well, I appreciate that. You know, we get, we get, it's, it's usually 50, 50 in all honesty. So like either you love it or you hate it. And, um, you know, so we've gotten, you know, very mixed reviews, um, on it. We believe that it exemplifies, you know, our brand of being exclusively different, but, you know, I growing up like, and starting like my first e-commerce business when I was 14, it was kind of, you know, instilled on me at a young age to have a solid, you know, website that tells a story. And, you know, our previous website, you know, was pretty terrible. And so we decided to make the effort to go ahead and go big and be able to tell the story of Warped in a comprehensive fashion that, you know, examines everything from its story to how we came to be to each brand. And so we have a great development team. Um, they're actually based out of Brazil. And um, we've been working with them for, for years. They've done Warp. They've done um, Drop. They've done uh, one of the wines, Jason Dumont. And, you know, they're, they're an excellent team of developers and they have some really forward thinking um, abilities. And so we always want to make sure that we're trying to be on the cutting edge of when it comes to, you know, internet, you know, web presence, because that just is the way that everything is going and being able to, you know, tell the story at the click of a, or, or the push of your finger. And that's kind of why, like you have that video that you showed in the beginning is because we want someone in a retail setting or when they were with a group of friends to be able to find out the information without having to read paragraph on paragraph of the same repetitive fashion. We want to condense it down to about a minute or less and be able to tell a story about each individual thing. Yeah. You know, um, I, I sent that the, the website to my son. He, he, uh, uh, he built our website and that's what he does. And uh, uh, he just said the coding behind that website, he goes, he just can't fathom the, the code, the coding behind it. Um, now, now I can see how some people don't like it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's unique, you know, so I could see how it could frustrate people because of the way it's built. But mm -hmm. uh, but I found it just uh, amazing. I was just found myself just clicking everywhere because <laughs> it, it's just so beautifully done. So, well, there um, may be a few hidden clicks on there, too. You know, I, as... I was I was looking because I'm like where I go. This is it was so well done. I'm like, there's got to be something I'm missing. There has to be. <laughs> You know, so but the one thing I the did funny, find, yeah, but the one thing I no, did the find funny, on the, the website funny part about that is yeah. is that no one's found no one's found the the secret click yet. Oh, <laughs> no one's found it. I I assume like the that there, there was some there was something there. So now everybody's gonna have to gonna have to find it now. And speaking of your website, you have something that nobody else really does, and uh, and it mm -hmm. was um the the cigar authenticator where you can authenticate your cigars. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. um, is that something new that was added? Has that always been there? Is there was there a need for that? Yeah, no, we had a we had an unfortunate incident where um, someone was on secondary forms and secondary markets was selling Skyflower in sizes and vitolas that we never made. So we found um, some one of my one of my good friends who I've known since I was eighteen informed me like, hey, someone's like, did you ever make like a Skyflower in like a, a Lonsdale? And I'm like, you know. At that point, I was like, no, we made the Lancero, obviously, but this was prior to that. And I'm like, no. And he sent me a picture and I'm like, well, that's Skyflower's band. And I'm like, but I never made that. So we immediately was we were like, OK, we have an issue here because at that time, Skyflower was it was about two years removed from being made. And the guy was getting like $80 of cigars telling yeah. some story that he got them from me and that I was not, you know, I told him to be hush hush about it and this and that or whatever, you know, lie he was saying at the time. And so I was like, OK, well. It would continue to happen because we kept watching and I actually bought some of the cigars from someone who said like, hey, did you make this after I made the post about it? And I went, no, I'll give you two boxes 
of original Skyflower if you send me those cigars. And so he did. And I got them. And the bands were not embossed. The gold was not dust. So we use all gold dust on our bands instead of a foil because it's just it looks more old school. And there's only one factory that makes it in the world, and that's cigar rings in the Dominican Republic. And so it was not printed by, you know, cigar rings because on every cigar rings band, they have a little tag at the end that says cigar rings. So they were printing them somewhere. We just couldn't know where, you know, I smoked one and it, it was Nicaraguan, but it wasn't, you know, our cigar. So I knew about the technology, you know, from, you know, being involved in the wine world. It's called a proof tag. And each of those little tags has a bubble pattern that's unique. No two patterns are alike. So when you scan that code, you scan that QR code, it will take you to our website and then it will show you the bubble tag print. And then if they match, you know, it's good to go. But usually you can't fake a bubble tag. So if, as long as so all Skyflowers moving forward, you know, all have that tag. So they're all trackable, but also it adds a secondary dimension for the consumer. They know exactly what box code they have. They know exactly when that cigar was rolled. They can know everything that we want to get all the information we want to give them. The only downside is that they're very expensive. We wish we could do it on every cigar, but unfortunately that technology is incredibly expensive. So we only do it for Skyflower or if we do like a super, super, you know, you, you know, unique cigar, then we'll put it on that. But that's kind of where that came from. So now consumers can make sure that what they're getting is authentic and they know for a fact that it is coming directly from Warped. Wow. So yeah. so did you ever find the guy? Ever, ever you know, no, I guess we I heard, assume a heard cease like and rumors. desist. Yeah. You know, we heard no. He wasn't. He wasn't U.S. based. They were coming in a suitcase. Um, so someone in Nicaragua and Esteli somewhere got a hold of the bands somehow, copied them, paid a designer, which obviously you know is not that difficult. Um, you can give a band to a designer and just they'll recreate it or vector it oh, or whatever. Yeah. But also, like we have high high end photography that if you take it, you can scan it, and you know they can work their magic with um, you know recreating vectorized formats. So we never found it. It stopped once the coding. Once the QR codes went on the product, there was no more argument. The only size we released is the size that we state. And if it doesn't have that tag, it ain't real and don't buy it. And we tell people if they're like, oh, I have this rare sky flower. I always ask them like, well, show it to me and I'll tell you if it's real or not. <laughs> because there's, we've made, um, we've made the tour, you know, the, uh, the Grand Corona, which is the 48.5 and 5.8. And we've made a Lancero. And the only other, you know, cigar that has the sky flower band, which is the black and gold. Uh, Florida Valle band is my personal cigar, which is called Sky Moon, which is a 42 by five with a bellicoso head. And so those are the only three cigars that have that band. So, oh, right on. Kara, I mean, now you need that's you know, yeah. crazy. It, it yeah. is absolutely insane. I, you know, I, I know that, you know, some manufacturers, they're putting more QR codes and things you can scan and the technology is getting better and better. And I'm assuming yeah. every year that goes by, it's getting cheaper and cheaper you know, to, to do the uh, QR coding part is not the expensive part. You yeah. can create a QR code for very little. It's yeah. the bubble tag portion of that. Yeah. Of that label. Each right. of them is individual and no two will ever yeah. be the same. So that's, that's the hard part, but that's the part. And also if you try to take that proof tag off, it, it actually shreds and leaves a foil print that says tampon. Oh, oh okay. So, so they can't, they can't change out the cigar and put the tag back to the cellophane. It will rip and leave the mark all yeah. over it. But 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 I but I love you know as a cigar collector myself of just being able to, you know, scan something and then knowing the history of it, you know, like mm -hmm. like a lot more detailed other than flip the box open and it was made August twenty twenty, you know, mm -hmm. whatever that that was it. Well, that's kind of like where the QR codes come into play too, because yeah. if you have if you implement them on the bottom of a box and you put a QR code on the bottom of the box, 
you know, a consumer can literally just take his camera out or her camera out and, you know, scan it. And it can bring them right to the landing page of that cigar on your website, which goes back to yeah. why we have all the videos and all the information on the website. So all of it is right there at your tips. And as you know, we're in the market now where you have, you know, consumers who are just, you know, looking for more and more information about what they get to enjoy. You have to give it to them, whether you want to or not, or manufacturers don't want to change how they do. Like you, you, you got to listen to your consumers and they want information and we're more than happy to give it to them. So that's why we've adopted all these new you know, technologies. Oh yeah. Uh, Karen, and I, we, we've talked to so many, so many of the, like the older guys and it's always like, you know, back in the day, you just, you just sold someone with a cigar with a name on it. Like people would ask like, well, Oh, what, what's the blend? Screw mm-hmm. you. I'm not telling you what's in my cigar, yeah, yeah. Yep. you know? And, and then now, like, like you said, we can scan it. We can find out, you know, especially like like Sandy down there at uh, uh, El Titan. You look mm-hmm. at the bottom, you find the, the roller name. They sign their boxes, you know. So yeah. you know, you, yeah, you yeah. can get you know a box rolled by you know wh- whoever you want. A- yeah, absolutely, the right. crazy the amount of knowledge that we have. Um, now, now you you would talk about all all the companies that you that you have. Um, mm-hmm. So 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 your company, Urban Wolf Management. I, I found mm-hmm. that is that your umbrella. Everything falls underneath the Urban mm-hmm. Wolf management um, umbrella yeah so obviously you have you know a holding company that manages everything so that kind of falls underneath you know i do offer um consulting and business management and brand architecture for you know industries outside of tobacco as well but you know pretty much it's just you know your corporate structure okay that's what that's what i was wondering like i said did you offer you know like you know because i I know your brother does consulting so i didn't know if you if Mm -hmm. you did that you know as as well you know, so, so where did Urban Wolf come from? I love the name. I, I it, like it should be a cigar. <laughs> hey, it may it may very well be. I own the IP, so <laughs> okay. Um, no, so it came from you know growing up in New York and, and being in a, that type of environment, that that hustler mentality, and you know you have to kind of be a wolf in that aspect and grow up in an ur- urban environment. It just went two and two. So that name actually came up when I was about eighteen, and I just never did anything with it. But I still have the crusty old. Uh, notebook that I wrote it in my old moleskin. <laughs> and so like when I got to a point in, you know, in, you know, your entrepreneurial journey and you're like, you're looking, you learn about, you know, holding companies and, and tax structure and all that type of stuff. You know, I was like, well, this just, this just fits the bill. Oh yeah. And like I said, yeah, we're all, I, mine is Emerald Isle Trading Company. We all have our, our different. Oh, yeah. different you, everyone does. Everyone does. If you're operating something, you, you got a holding company. That's it. Kara, what, what is your holding company? What is, what is the name of your company? Uh, Via Hante Stogie Road. Oh, okay. And then Stogie Road Cigars. Stogie Road underneath Cigars that. underneath it. Yep. So, uh, right, right on. Um, <clears throat> so one one of the one of the companies I don't see <clears throat> underneath the um of the umbrella, mm-hmm. which I can't find any information of what happened to it. Uh, the coffee company Delirio. What, oh, what sold happened? it. Oh, you sold. Okay, so that I couldn't yeah. find any information to where you know because no. that was you know so how did so how did you and Paul Rosenberg M and M's manager how mm-hmm. did you two meet and, and start a coffee company um so actually i was doing an event at corona cigars and um h i don't know if you were h yeah yeah um yeah so h was like hey like i got someone you should meet and i was like at the tail end of the night i had like a two and a half hour drive home or whatever it was and um he's like i'm like okay like h no problem and like you know time goes on and and you know it's getting later and later and then i'm like hey she was like who am i meeting like you know who am i waiting on and he's like, oh, it's Paul Rosenberg. And I'm like, it didn't click in my head. Although I remember Paul from all the interludes and in, in, in Eminem's music, you know, growing up. And he's like, oh, it's Paul Rosenberg, you know, like Eminem's manager. And I was like, oh, okay. 
And, you know, sure, sure as anything, Paul walks in and, you know, Paul's a big cigar smoker. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you guys, if you guys did not know. Um, so very knowledgeable. And, you know, we sat down and, you know, he basically was like, hey, if you're ever in New York, like, let's get together and have a cigar. And, you know, the rest was was kind of history. He's a big coffee guy. And at the time I was looking to get in the coffee industry and, you know, I had a great, great, you know, connection in Nicaragua through Eduardo. And um, so it just kind of kind of happened like that. Just just ha I mean, what just just and, and I've made some great connections at Corona Cigar. Those guys are mm -hmm. fantastic up there. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Karen and I were up there you know, together or we were at Davidoff in Tampa. We never, mm -hmm. we never met Paul Rosenberg. No. Um, so uh, we never, <laughs> yeah, they, they have not introduced me to anybody like that. So now I'm going to uh, get with Angel and the guys I'm like, Hey, who are you holding back on? Well, he was a fan of the brand. So yeah. like that was, Oh, kind oh, of oh was like, he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. H turned him on to it. And, you know, we just, we struck up a friendship and, you know, we're, we're still friends to this day. So any, cause I know he did a, a, um, a cigar with Drew Estate, the, the Shady mm -hmm. 15, the Shady 20. Um, yep. Did you guys ever, you know, want to do a cigar or? Um, it's It's been talked about. I made him, he has a personal cigar from us um, that he wanted. And so we make him that, but it's basically for, for him to enjoy. Um, but nothing commercially available, no. Okay. I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, he's very, obviously he's a very busy guy. Um, and, you know, it's still, I still bring it up on occasion. Um, you know, and then it was like, he, at the time he was going through a lot, like he was at Shady, then he went to, you know, CEO of Def Jam. And then obviously he left Def Jam and now he's back, you know, at Shady and Goliath. And, um, so it was just, you know, it's still, it's still always up in the air. I can just always send him something and, um, you know, and he may be like, ah, if you made that a little bit stronger or sweeter and you, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a, a yeah a busy man to say the least uh, of of the stuff that, uh, <laughs> that 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 he has his hands into. Um, oh yeah, it, it it's oh, yeah. crazy. So 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 got out of cigar or got out of the, of the coffee, and then you dive into the uh, the wine and and the wine industry, and you're still young mm -hmm. at this point. You are, you know, it's like it's like I look at I, like doing all this research, and I'm like, God, you know, we won't even get into the paintball thing because that's a whole nother show. <laughs> You know, so you had this business, this business, you, you know, the yeah. coffee, and then you're you're diving into the wine. So um, mm -hmm. how did what was the influx? Did somebody introduce you and then you got into the wine side? No. So actually what happened is, is if you're familiar with wine and, and you know, kind of the regenerative nature of wine and, and you know, vineyards want to take care of their land and make sure that the land is, is paid back. And so the farming techniques are much more rejuvenative. And, you know, you have biodynamic farming, you have organic farming. So I went to Napa to actually learn about the farming techniques of biodynamics and organic to see if we could bring any of that back to Nicaragua to see if we could make better tobacco from the farm, from the ground. And so when I went out there, obviously, you know, everyone enjoys cigars, you know, and winemakers were like, and farmers were like, oh, they were very interested in, in tobacco and it's farming and it's blending and what I did. And so, you know, repetitive trips going out there and someone mentioned like, oh, you should try blending wine, like come to the winery tomorrow. Uh, we're blending and let's see how your palate is. And so I go blend some wine and, you know, I guess I got a uh, an unofficial nod of like, you're good. <laughs> and so like the entrepreneurial spirit in me was like, well, I can I can do this. Like, let's let's see what happens. So in 2014 is actually when I bottled my first vintage. Oh, right, right on. And, and is that, is that still an ongoing, yeah. you know, where, where you can, so how can people buy, you know, buy the wines? Um, so you go to bluemonster.wine and you can look up all the wines we have right now. Um, you know, we've, we're in our, in our fourth vintage of monster. 
And then we have um, the other wines that we make from Syrah to proprietary reds um, from Sonoma, but mostly from Napa Valley. You know, we've gone from buying fruit from other people to now leasing, you know, property and buying for long term to. So, I mean, it's a it's a growing endeavor. Um, we're very humbled by, you know, the support we have of our members. And um, it's amazing to see the similarities between, you know, people in the cigar industry and people in the wine industry and the consumers and, and really what it's all about is, is getting to know people and, and sharing and, and, you know, you just never know, like, you know, if you go to a cigar shop, you could be sitting there and talking to someone next to you and you don't know each other, but by the end of the cigar, you know, you find out their whole life story and there's this camaraderie factor. And it's the same thing when you share a meal and a bottle of wine with someone that you don't know. Some of them, like the coolest conversations I've ever had have been like at like Charter Oak or, you know, one of these restaurants in St. Helena where, it's packed and I was, I don't have a reservation. I sit at the bar and the people next to me are like, Oh, what are you drinking? And then you spark it up. And then, you know, you spark up conversation and you know, you're, you find out that they're like the main Im, like importers for, you know, crystal <laughs> sugar and like Bulgaria, you know, you don't really know like who you're talking to, but at the end of the night you are like, Oh, well, if you're doing, if you don't have anything to do tomorrow, we're having dinner over here. You should come with us. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. And I still talk to a majority of the people that I've, I've met over that. And I've made some amazing friends and family over that in, in Napa. And it's the similarities are insane, which is why I felt very comfortable in that environment. Yeah. You know, because care, how, how many times have you been to a lounge on your journeys? You spent years on the road. You know, um, uh, I know I have. How many times you stop in for a cigar and you leave with someone's business card and you still years later you still talk to him oh yeah i i made a lot i mean most of the friends i've made along the way have been at cigar lounges all up and down the east coast out you know up in chicago um everywhere it, it's you know you, you're absolutely right because you sit down and you you share a cigar and you find out you have more commonalities and than differences and then you go back you go back and you know i'd stay in virginia for you know a couple of months and go in the same shop and i still keep in contact with a lot of those guys yeah, it's a, it's it's an amazing, you know, aspect of, of these experiences that you get from, you know, uh, uh, a handmade, you know, product from that yep. comes from the earth. It's 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 quite amazing. Um, and, you know, that's why we love what we do and we keep doing what we do. I have a question for you about your about your about traveling. Right. Mm -hmm. It's because and I'm going to change something here real quick, only because I'm in I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And um, I. I. Uh, how did you get hooked up with the guys from 13 stripes um in taylor south carolina i've been to, i've been to the place you know several times yep to, to to have the exclusive release of the galactic gator um they're actually fans of the brand and they they approached me and you know wanted to do this cool collaborate you know collaboration thing and they have we had an event planned for it but this is like right at the tail start you know, like right when everything was like just coming out of, um, you know, restrictions or whatever from COVID. Yeah. And so the event that we were supposed to do, you know, we couldn't attend. But um, basically, we just we just got to work and, you know, went over <coughs> profiles and blends of the beer and what would go well with a cigar. We made a cigar for him and for a very super small production for for the beer release. And, you know, they're they're amazing guys with amazing brewery. And, you know, we love doing small, like cool little projects like that, you know, where you can you can mesh that together. Yeah. Um, it just you need to work on it from, you know, the perspective of both both sides need to understand that we need both need to make adjustments in order to get a product that will work together on both ends. And yeah. that's always the fun part is, is you know, 
whether you think it's like, no, 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 we need to do this. And then they're like, no, but I know this, this part, this hop is going to, you know, be this bitter. And then I have to work with my material, work with tobacco in order to adjust for that or to equate for that. You know, so it was, it was a very cool, cool experience. I was going to ask, did you say like, cause it underneath it's, it's hard to see, but it's the new England IPA. Yep. So you're blending a cigar for an IPA and, and mm-hmm. I catch a lot of crap for drinking beer when smoking cigars, especially IPA, but I love drinking beer and I love uh, smoking mm-hmm. cigars. So it, it matches. Um, how did you get, how did you blend that cigar without, did they send you samples of beer? <laughs> um, I would have demanded actually, samples of beer. <laughs> actually they did. They sent, they sent some of their core line product mm-hmm. and um, I, you know, obviously I sampled it on its own to get its, its, you know, its feel. And then, you know, just off of memory, go down to El Titan and just blend what I thought would work. I'd come back up at come home and then I take those cigars and I'd smoke them with, you know, an, you know, a New England IPA that they gave me. And then, you know, be like, nah, I need to make an adjustment, you know, here with the Viso, or I need to make an adjustment with the Seiko, you know, or I just need to up the body because it's being consumed by the bitterness, you know, or whatever, whatever the case is when you're working with it. So it took a little back and forth, but right. what we made was, was you know a great outcome for someone who doesn't think that you can pair beer with cigars you just it's the same thing i always tell people about wine and cigars is you need to either pair your wine to your cigar or your cigar to your wine there's no other there's no other way to do it you know you got to pair one to the other or the other to the other well hopefully you'll get to do another blend with them and, and get a chance to come down and do an event there because they're they're i've been there several times i used to live in taylor's when i first mm-hmm. moved here and their location is on a dock mm-hmm. um, yep. in an old mill. And uh, their beers are fantastic. They have a great table at the garage doors. They have nice uh, uh, picnic tables outside where you can sit and enjoy a beer and smoke a cigar. So hopefully uh, you, you guys get to connect again and, and you make it down around here. I'll have to talk to Michael and see if we uh, have anything in the pipeline. You know, t- yeah. You guys are sitting there talking about beer and hops, and uh, you know it, it kind of got me think. My brain is always thinking, you know. So, so Karen and I just released a, a cigar. Um, it's the first cigar ever that's got uh, candela in the filler. Um, mm-hmm. It's not all candela. Obviously, it's got candela in the filler. You know, um, could could you put could you put hops in 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 a, in a cigar? Would that burn? Would that would that taste okay? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think I can ever say that I've, I've sampled hops. So, I mean, in terms of, I mean, in, in terms I'm, of I'm not going to try it, you know, but I'm yeah, not gonna, I'm not going to try either. So, <laughs> so someone's got to be the Guinea pig though. Would that be considered I, I, short filler? You know, that, that would definitely <laughs> just, be. Just, just sprinkle it in there. Just sprinkle it in there. You're feeling kind I of mean, froggy. I know people hoppy. who take hops and put it in little sacks and put it under the pillow because it helps <laughs> them go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. You know, because so, I mean, it, it belongs to, want to smoke yeah, it belongs to the cannabis family. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, yeah, if you could put hops <clears throat> in a in a cigar, that'd be that's a risky JSK question right there. So that's uh, <laughs> uh, you know, re- re- reach out to Risty uh, and, and see see if uh, uh, a, hey, just make something like that. Um, so. Uh, during that video we played at the beginning, that um, I, I played it a couple times when I was when I was watching it and screen recording it, and you said something that 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 stuck out, and then uh, um, uh, I couldn't find any info on it. And you had said that your first cigar, um, you said we had it at the shop in a, um, uh, the Atlanta shop in Nassau. Mm-hmm. Um, do you own a uh, or does your family own a cigar shop? Are you talking about uh, was it in like the uh, uh, the Atlantis the resort? What was the Atlantis idea? resort? Yeah, yeah, it's the Atlantis oh, resort. Oh. There's, that, there's that famous cigar shop in the Atlantis resort. Yeah, okay. There's in Nassau. There's really only one place to get. I mean, I, there may be different now, but back then there was only one place to get 
authentic real Cubans. And that was from that specific shot in, in Nassau. Um, obviously, you can go to the beach in Nassau or you can go walk around. You can get whatever kind of cigar you want. <laughs> Glass top is great. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, when, like, yeah. It, when I when I was authentic. in Nassau last, it was the same thing. We had yeah. this sampler, and it's got this glass lid. You can slide off. You can take them on the plane. They won't get. Yeah. They, I'm like, yeah, no. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why you know I just wanted to like you know it was it was that specific spot, and um, so it was it was a unique situation. It was one of those ones that, like I said, you, you I still think of it to this day because it, it jump started, you know, everything that warped came to be. Oh yeah, you know, um, and then then you had talked about you know like say your dad getting you know uh, you know he he was a cigar lover you know he really got mm-hmm. you know got you um, into cigars. Um, what what is the family business? What is your you know if you if you want to say I mean I, I never know what your you know I've I've read some some interviews, watched some videos. What mm-hmm. what is your family? What's the, uh, uh, is that, it seems like it's a secret. You don't ever say what your family does. No, my father, oh. my father was a, my father was a doctor. So, oh, okay. Um, you know, long, you know, long, long hospitals, you know, on call gone for days and days and, you know, being, you know, a kid and like, he'd come home for, you know, being gone for two or three days and, you know, doing rounds and stuff like that at the hospital because, you know, he you know, delivered a majority of my friends growing up. So, you know, he's one of the best, um, wow. yeah, he was one of the best in New York at that. So it was, you know, kind of, you know, you'd see him and then he'd come home and the first thing he'd want is he'd go to, he'd want his humidor and he'd want either a gin and tonic or a vodka tonic. And, um, you know, and then he'd just, you know, smoke and sit in his office and just decompress. And, you know, he had four kids. So, you know, we'd all be bothering dad. And, you know, as long as he had a cigar, you know, after a long, long you know time at the hospital, he was fine. Oh, so, so, so right on. So, um, um, I, I assume he started his career because you guys, you know, moved from you know, moved from New York to Florida, correct? Yep. So did he started his, start his career in New York, and then what what yep. brought what brought the family to to Florida? Um, I think the same thing that why people are flooding Florida now is they're tired of paying, you know, state income tax. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think he wanted to change the pace. You know, he grew up, you know, he's he Bronx born. You know, grew up in the city. You know, spent his entire life there, and I think he wanted a, a change of pace, but you know, he, when he got, when he moved to Florida, he, he didn't practice again. He decided to, he was going to retire early oh, and really? uh, he's just been enjoying life. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good for him. Just doing the, uh, just doing the Florida thing down there and, uh, you know, yeah. Jupiter, like, you know, West Palm, everybody else just, you know, <laughs> escaping the Northeast taxes. Exactly. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so they've been escaping the taxes for a long time now. Cause that, that, that's been, it's been a hot minute since, uh, since you guys left New York then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, you had mentioned, you know, you, you gave, you know, um, and, and I, and I've heard the story in interviews that you've done, you know, basically uh, Cali Ocho, you know, mm-hmm. knocking on every door, every factory back when there were, you know, a ton, we were yeah. down there just a couple of years ago. And unfortunately there's not a ton of factories, no, you know, not. you know, left down there. So everybody's telling, you no, no, you're this young kid, Sandy, who doesn't say yes to a lot of people like Sandy doesn't, you know, it's not that she doesn't like anybody, but I, I don't know. So you've never told that. like, why you, you're, you're this young kid from New York, mm-hmm. you're living in Florida Sandy and Willie. I'm assuming Will, Willie was still there at that point, right? Yes, he was. Yes. So, so why, um, why you? It was, it was different back then. I think you guys need to remember that. Is like back then, 
you know, there weren't, you know, there wasn't the La Polinas and there wasn't, you know, the Drew Estates at, at, um, at Sandy's yet. There wasn't, you know, the Warped or Cornelius and Anthony when they were still around. And, you know, there weren't all these new brands and the boutique, you know, was just starting. And at that point, you know, the boutique world was, it was pretty much, you know, Pete at, you know, my father and then Dion at Anglinorsa. So when I started, it was like, that was the closest thing to me because I had no connections to Nicaragua. I had no way to figure that out or navigate those waters. And so the nearest thing I knew is, you know, I was already smoking product from El Titan, you know, and I knew back then that even back, I mean, Pepin's old factory, or de Los Abanos was, was right across the street from Sandy's. And so, you know, I just went down, you know, it's just, you know, the, like I said, like I said, the entrepreneur thing in me is like, well, just knock on the door. And, and the worst thing that they say is no, you know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with no, it's just, you know, and so I guess Sandy, you know, was, Fearing generous that day or whatever it is, but she kickstarted it. And um, I went down every weekend when I was going to school and I just would drive from Orlando because I was going to UCF at the time. And I'd get in the car and it's a three and a half hour drive or four, depending on the traffic. And, you know, I just go spend all weekend and then drive back and then go come back. And um, obviously since that and those building years and learning to blend and things like that and learning about tobacco and just being hands on with it, it's not something this industry is not something you do over via email, um, you know, trying to get blends, you know, like, oh, I want a, a sweet cigar, Nicaraguan Puro, this and that, you know, you got to You got to get your hands dirty. You know, you got to get you got to know your tobacco. You got to know your farms. You got to know your regions. You got to know your lots. You got to know fermentation style. You got to know varietal. And so you learn all that. I learned all that at a young age. And, you know. When it came time, you know, and Warp started to progress forward, I actually went to Sandy and I said, hey, like, do you know anyone who I can talk to about, you know, making cigars in Nicaragua? And she's like, Eduardo. And, you know, Eduardo Fernandez of Anganorsa. And so I was like, okay, well, she called over. She called Yosefa, which is the factory manager or the office manager over at their offices. And she was like, hey, like, I have, you know, uh, you know, Kyle here. He wants to make cigars. And you should talk to him. And so they set that meeting. I jumped in the car. I took the 20 minute drive over there. I met with Paul Palmer and we smoked a bunch of material in the back, you know, cause they have that factory in, in their offices. Yeah. And um, he's like, okay, well we blended it in Miami and I was, they made it in Nicaragua. They sent the samples up from Nicaragua and that was Florida Valle Cristale. And we blended it in Miami. And, you know, six weeks hmm. later, it, these samples came and the rest is history with Anganorsa. So, so backing up just a little bit with, with, with Sandy, you know, you're, you're knocking on all these doors, you know, you're, you're, I mean, you're a cigar enthusiast, you're smoking Cuban cigars that, you know, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you and your dad, um, and, and I'm sure you're smoking everything. Like, what was, what was that blending? I mean, did you have at, at being such the young age, did you, you know, how did you tell Sandy, like what you wanted? Did you, were you a cigar nerd enough to where you told her, you know, I, I would like a cigar with this, this, and this, or how did, how did that process go of blending that first cigar with Sandy? No, she just stuck me in the bail room with her factory manager. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was it. No, that was it. And, you know, and just, just started. The first thing I learned was, was how to roll puritos, was just how to roll uh, bail samples. And, and that's the only way you're going to learn, you know, and that's, that's how it was. I, and then you just, it's trial and error in all honesty. If you want to simplify the, the aspect of blending until you get to a point in your career, like, you know, back when Arsenio was still alive, like you could trust him to know mentally everything about every tobacco from every farm in Nicaragua under, under you know, Anganorsa's control. 
And he did. <laughs> Even Paul Palmer, like I, we were smoking. Well, we had samples brought up and we were smoking them when I was at the office. And he he didn't know the blend at that time, you know, because he is, you know, I blended in Nicaragua and he got it and he's smoking it. And he goes, there's he goes, there's Chilamate Viso in here, <laughs> isn't there? And I'm like, yeah, there's a leaf. And he goes, yep, knew it. And like he that's that's where he's at in his career. And, you know, that's kind of like you just get thrown to the wolves when you have to learn how to blend tobacco. Wow. And what you think will work will not always work. And what you believe is good on the table more than likely will either change for the extreme better or the extreme worse by the time it's done drying and aging. And so it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of patience. And, you know, it's it's hands on, like I said. And I get asked this a lot, like. You know, well, how did you build your palate from smoking a lot, a lot of material <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, kind of understanding and also honestly like broad, broadening your horizons in terms of, you know, food and, and drink and, and texture and tasting things in food and, and, and beverage. And, you know, I'm always trying new things and, you know, and trying to, to, to grow. And I still ask questions all the time. You know, one of my favorite parts about going to Nicaragua you know, years ago when, when Arsenio was still alive, was actually just talking to Arsenio and watching him work. And even though he didn't speak a lick of English, he spoke tobacco. And if you, you're around, you know, Cubans long enough, you can navigate those waters. And, you know, it was it was one of the joys. I mean, he wrote three books on tobacco. I mean, a lot of people don't know that, but they're in, you know, the Cuban National Library. And so he was just an encyclopedia of, of everything. And when I wanted to know more, I'd have to have Max translate or Eduardo and when you want to talk to Jacinto and, you know, all them, like they're just so much knowledge. You can't be afraid to ask, you know, there's no right or wrong when you're starting, you know, in tobacco, because, you know, if you think you're going to come in and you're reading all this stuff, you know, everything about, you know, the, the taste, <laughs> the, you know, profile components of Coro or Criollo or Esteli or Jalapa or Condego, or, you know, or Matepe, like you, it doesn't mean anything. Cause if I give it to you blind, <laughs> you're probably not going to get it correct. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, pe people ask me questions on care. I'm sure you get the questions all the time. They'll they'll ask about cigars or ask about tobacco or whatever, and be like, I I, I don't know. And people are like, mm -hmm. well, I, what do you mean you don't know? And I'm like, I I'm not. I, I I'm still learning every day. Care, you know, you you make yeah. your own cigars. You're learning every day. There's always, you know, like whenever I get with a manufacturer, you know, especially a one on one, I have a million questions. You know, mm -hmm. just you know, it's and. I, I think sometimes they appreciate that. You know, you, you get the guys that are like, yeah, I know that. I know that about that tobacco, that tobacco. And it's like, eh, whatever. You know, I, I think sometimes they appreciate when you have the million questions. Mm -hmm. You know, because we want to pass that knowledge along because, you know, our tradition is 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 old. And, you know, our our future is 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 very bright for this industry. But we need to be able to to transfer that knowledge on to the next generation. You know, I start, I mean, I started when I was 18, you know, I'm 33 now, you know, so 15 years into this and, you know, like I want to be able to make sure that, you know, that the 21 year old who wants to get, you know, and start tobacco, like I want to pass that knowledge along because it doesn't, you know, people think that like everything needs to be secret, like proprietary and yeah, I'm not going to tell you my secret or whatever. The fact of the matter is, is like you, if you work with tobacco, very rarely are you going to be able to make an identical cigar. You try to tell someone like, I want you to make me the same cigar that I just smoked. And, you know, you're going to go to the factory, the same factory that it's made at. You're not going to be able to, you know, I mean, it's going to be very difficult for you to actually try to get that done because, you know, whether it's quality of tobacco, what lot, 
what farm, you know, and if you're working with a company like Anganorso, who, you know, is one of the largest growers in Nicaragua and have, and they keep adding lands and farms to their portfolio. I mean, I, I still can't, I don't think I've even scraped the beginning of, of their, of their holdings. And you know, that's something <laughs> I look forward to. And now they're growing new varietals. You know, you got Nicaragua 12, you know, they're offering that. Like I just smoked a bunch of, you know, Viso Corojo 12 when I was down there. And like, I'm like, this is just opening up a Pandora's box about what the possibilities yeah. are. And that's what you get when you work with a company like Anganorsa, who are so good at their job. They're so good at farming. They're so good at processing and fermentation and classification that it's it, it's it's literally mind boggling to when you walk into their warehousing and their, and their bail rooms and you're like, I'm. I won't even scratch the surface of this. I, I, I couldn't even imagine. And like I said, and then you're trying something new and you're like, oh, this is great. You know, I, I'd like to work with this. And like, like you said, they've got stuff, you know, a, a football field away that, you know, mm -hmm. has been sitting there for years aging that, that nobody's touched. And it's like, you'll, you'll never, you just wonder, is anybody ever going to get to that tobacco? You know, it's just, it, it's mind blowing. I'd love to visit their facility. I've <laughs> seen imagine. Terrence, all the, all the photos, and everything mm -hmm. else. I mean, they're they're just a behemoth. When, when they are. They're tobacco. a behemoth of quality. And yes. that's that's the thing that is unique is that they no matter if when they scale, they scale properly. You know, nothing changes their process, nothing changes their time, nothing changes, you know, and even with the demand factor of the premium cigar industry right now, like it's it's crazy that even after eight years of, of working with them you know, their tobacco is still top notch. And without, with all the scaling of their own brands and their partners and their, and their, you know, their clients that they, they make cigars for, you know, it's, it's truly amazing. And I, I'm, I'm very humbled that, you know, we have such a great relationship and, you know, we can, you know, we can work together and partner together to be able to create these, these, you know, these amazing cigars. Oh yeah. I'll smoke an Aganorsa and someone will be like, Hey, how is that? I, I've never had an Aganorsa cigar. And I go, yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, if, if you've never had a cigar from Aganorsa, you've tried your best to not have a cigar from Aganorsa. Like you have to try <laughs> and not smoke something from Aganorsa. Mm -hmm. You know that, that yeah. you know, it, 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 it's crazy. Now you brought up Max. How did mm -hmm. uh, um, um, how did that? Because you're not known for like a lot of big collaborations. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you have like your smaller stuff. How did uh, you and Max get together? And then like the the Guardian of the Farm. How did that come about? Well, I mean, like Max obviously is, is similar in age to I. So like he's only a few years younger than I am. And like, you know, he's part of the family business. And, you know, when when I went down there, he was, you know, working and we're two younger, you know, younger guys in the industry. And we just started talking about how we saw the industry moving forward. And he has an amazing palate and he has an amazing knowledge of his family's holdings. And so it kind of just like was a was a no brainer. So we did Futuro in 2015 you know, which is obviously Spanish for future because, you know, he's the future of Anganorsa. You know, we're the younger generation coming in, you know, leading into the future, you know, for smaller, you know, brands and newer blood to come in. And, you know, so it was it was a pretty organic process with that. We just were just working and, and made the decision to, to collaborate on it. And then obviously, you know, Futuro did very well. And then Guardian the Farm came up. Um, they have a bunch of, you know, dogs on their properties and their farms that, you know, guard you know, their properties. Yeah. And so we use that as, as, you know, the, cause they're there all the time, like, you know, Campion, Rambo, you know, and Apollo obviously is, is my, is my dog here. I don't know where he is, but he's probably sleeping somewhere. Um, <laughs> he's just an old, he's just an old man now, but you know, um, you know, my pit bull. And so 
it was, it was just an organic process and the way that we've always operated together has been very organically. And it's been, you know, whenever we get together, it's always fun because we're always talking about what he's working on or what I'm working on. And, you know, it's just kind of, it, it's a fun time when you can just have this very free run of what you want to do. Yeah. And then, uh, um, and then you, then you did a collaboration uh, um, uh, with your brother, Devin, mm-hmm. um, who, who, uh, um, um, who made that cigar? I said, it's one thing I, I didn't see who was it. Agonorsa that did the cloud cloud hopper with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with your brother. Creates cloud hopper. Yeah. Agonorsa creates cloud hopper. Yes. Okay. So is your, is your brother, you know, a cigar nerd? I know he's a, you know, I know he's a nerd cause he's an accountant. Um, so, uh, you know, um, you know, yeah. I, how did he come into, cause I, and I'm assuming he's younger. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. My, yeah. Devin's my youngest brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so like, you know, obviously I think it just comes from, from, you know, big brother, you know, being like, here, Devin, have a cigar, you know, years and years ago and have a cigar and stuff like that. And he said he wanted to try his hands in it, you know, and I guess that was, you know, the, the, the entrepreneurial street part, like street smart part, you know, I have, I have three brothers, two of them are very academic. And then there's myself and Devin who are more street driven, you know, street smart driven. And so I guess he wanted to attempt something and, you know, so we just did it that way through Anganorsa. And, you know, we call the cloud hopper. He has a very, very heavy travel bug. Um, and uh, so he travels all over the world. And um, it was just, it was once again, it was an organic, an organic process. And that's really just how we operate in general. Yeah. And, 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 and he, and he's an academic too. I mean, I mean, your, your brother, I mean, you know, a, a, a law clerk, you know, I, I, I see that, that he did some, uh, um, some stuff in Tel Aviv. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, your, your, your brother's not a, yeah, he, he's, he's got some academia behind him, uh, as well, but I've seen his pictures just like all over the world. I'm like, what does this guy mm-hmm. do? Does he work? Does he work? At, you know, <laughs> it just, it, it's absolutely crazy. Now, does he visit the factories with you, the farms? Is he that is still entrenched into your business or no, no, no. Like he's, he's entrenched in his career. Um, obviously he's gone on his path. And, um, you know, he's very happy in his path. And I think I'm the one who just manages <laughs> all of that process. <laughs> it's I, a I, lot of process. Like when you I, guys, I, assume when he he does, does your, I assume he does your books though, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, oh. but you know, he, he, you know, he, it's a different process to go to, to go to the countries in which you operate and get a foothold and, you know, really understand from the ground level. And it's very time consuming. Um, you know, so it's, you can't, you have to pick your career at that point. You know, you gotta, you gotta choose. You're either going to do this or you're going to do that. And I think he wanted the more route that was, you know, capable for him to travel to places like Tel Aviv and travel to Switzerland at the, at the drop of a hat. I think I talked to him on a Thursday and then I found out, on on saturday when he when he whatsapp me from zurich and i'm like i had no idea you were leaving thanks for telling me and he's in zurich and then he was in rome and then you know came home for christmas and you know the whole i mean like w- do you not tell anyone you're leaving <laughs> now 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 does he has he ever like call you up I'm like hey you know i i'm in wherever you know tel aviv there's like this this farm that grows tobacco You've got to try it. They make I, don't, some I, I don't. I don't think that most of the countries he goes to, like I don't believe that they do. Um, you know, the most random one I've ever got asked to go visit was Rwanda, um, and uh, so that was that was interesting. But I ended up not going. But it was uh, it was an interesting concept. Um, very fertile soil, obviously. Um, great crowd, uh, cloud diffusion, you know, over there. So it was, it was great for great parameters for growing tobacco. But I never tried the material. 
Has, has he ever sent you pictures of like I found this cigar in? Oh like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, he'll, oh, he'll go to the Habano. He'll go to El Costa Habanos and. He'll be like, do you want the regional from, from Israel and, and stuff like that or Switzerland? And I'm like, oh. yes, bring back as many boxes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, bring them back. Uh-huh. Trying, to, yeah. trying to impress the big brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just trying to add to the Habanos collection that I have. Oh, my God. So, so, so you got a, pr- a pretty good size collection? Yeah. So, like, I was very fortunate. Um, obviously, back, you know, when I first started, you know, smoking at 18, like, Cubans were still relatively affordable. Um, like I've never been able to buy a box of bowl of our gold medals for $69. And <laughs> now those, you know, sell upwards on the secondary market for like hundred dollars a stick or whatever the case is. And, you know, just having blowout sales and, you know, being able to acquire a lot of regionals were much more acquirable. Um, distributors weren't, you know, playing games with the pricing and stuff like that. So, um, and then just, you know, well, I have a lot of great friends, you know, around the world who, you know, want new world cigars and they trade for their, Cubans or like when I go over to Scotland and get UK regionals and UK stuff, or if I just go to Cuba and I just buy whatever I can when I'm down there. So, so the, the one word of advice I'd give you is make sure they're stored properly and you have a fire suppression system. So we just, we just had, it's probably been a year since we had Dr. Emil. Uh, he's a friend of mine um, on the show and, uh, and, and he's what <clears throat> literally one of the premier Cuban cigar collectors in the world. Um, has a, a humidor at his house in Switzerland and had a humidor uh, in his house here. Uh, and he lost about $10 million worth of Cuban cigars when his house, oh, wow. burnt, when his house burnt down. Wow. And, uh, so did, and they, it, did they ever find out what caused it? It was an, elect- an electrical fire, you know, just a panel, a bad, a bad wire in the panel. And a lot, you know, lost a couple of pets, you know, in, in the fire, but luckily he got his, oh, uh, no. his family out. And, uh, and, and he said like, he had cigars like, like that was like the last of like the Cuban whatever from that year, and he mm-hmm. had that was it. Like the like those boxes can never be found again, and you know just absolutely insane. Building his new house now, and he's taking that into consideration. Mm, on the, yeah, on the new on the new humidor, uh, and God, just oh. you know, I I know. That's unfortunate. And, and no and no insurance insurance wouldn't cover wouldn't cover the the cigars. Wow. And just all, all a, a, a loss. And like I said, luckily, you know, has a house in Switzerland and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a second humidor um, over there. You know, oh, wow. A, a, absolutely insane. Um, so, um, story, Kev. It, it, it is. So that's why I said, you know, make sure you get us. <laughs> that's just a mood, that's just a mood change. <laughs> big time. A, a, a fire suppression system. Every, every time I see him, I, I don't even want to talk to him. Like, look him in the eyes. And it's like, because you could just see, you know, that it's it just, it's brutal. You know, mm. to, to, to lose that much. Um, so, so you talked about the, the team that built your website. Um, how, how big is like, you know, cause I don't see, you know, like, like a lot of companies you see, you know, like the, the national sales manager, the reps, the mm-hmm. brokers, everybody. But like when it comes to warped, like you're all we ever see, do you have a large team or is it just essentially you, you know, like so we never see behind the scenes of, of warped. No, it's, 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 we have no, we have no national sales team. We have no reps. We have no brokers. So we're all strictly in-house. So our team is very small and very dedicated. Um, you know, there's two, two in-house guys, um, that run sales in our office. And I mean, Mike's been with me for eight years and, uh, Scott's been with me for five and, you know, we're very, very small, very able to react very quickly to certain situations. And then obviously we have warehouse workers that, you know, pack and process and stuff like that. But the sales team is just the three. There's me, Michael, and Scott. 
So, 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 to, I mean, so how do you get your, how do you get your cigars in new shops? So you're, you're basically relying either on like care and I going into a shop, you know, Hey, you know, you should carry warped. I like warped. So is that mainly it's just that's, word of mouth? That's essentially it. That's essentially my business model from the beginning was never to have, it was a different way to do it. And you know, <clears throat> you don't, because the thing is, is like the way that I always saw it was that there's two things to it. One is that if you have brokers and you have reps, if they're in-house reps and they're sold to you, then that's a different story. Um, you know, like you have the Padrones who are strictly Padron and, you yeah. know, the, you know, the Fuentes are strictly the Fuentes and, you know, you have that model and, you know, but if you use individual brokers, um, you know, they have maybe 15 brands in their catalog. Mm -hmm. And so you can get lost really easily unless you give a deal that's actually not favorable to your business. And that's just not a smart financial decision. So, you know, no one's going to take better care of our product and showcase our product better than people who are 100% dedicated to our vision. And that was always the beginning of it. The second part of it was, you know, what what sounds better to you as a shop owner, another rep or broker coming in who wants you to give them money for something that you know nothing about? Or would you rather have a customer come in who's heard about a brand and wants it and is willing to buy it if you bring it in? So marketing directed to the consumer and giving the consumer really what they were craving all along, which was more information and the curtain to be peeled back away from the back end side of the cigar industry, about how cigars were made, what was in the blend, the information on the story of the cigar, everything like that. So that was kind of the, the thought process from the beginning. We've never wavered from it. And it's been successful for us and allows us to interact and social media has played a very large part in that. We interact with our consumers and we learn everything from them. We want to know everything about your experiences, what you're looking for, and how can we make your, your experience better? That's the only thing we care about at Warped. From consistency of our product to our sizes, we don't want to make 10 sizes of a single blend, this is, which is why like GR88 is only made in one size. It's because that is the best size that expressed that blend. And I rolled and I blended 10 different sizes. And then I smoke through them all. And the one that best expresses that blend is what we make. We don't make it for market to try to appeal to everyone who's a Churchill smoker, to a Toro right. smoker, to a Petit Corona smoker. We still, we solely make the decision based on what is best expressed in that Patola. And that's how we've operated it forever. And that's the way we continue operating it. And we blend for consistency and quality. You know, Hacienda, whether you smoked one, you know, six years ago for the first time, and you smoke one now, they're gonna, I mean, you're going to be like, that's La Hacienda. Same thing with La Colmena, same thing with all of our cigars. And that comes to where your manufacturing partners come in. And having that understanding between, you know, your brand and them is like, hey, we need to source this material, these lots, these farms. Uh, obviously, you're working with a natural product and you're working with forces of Mother Nature. So yeah. you get rain, you get wind or rain or you get a drought or you get flooding. You know, that's the only thing that's going to change. You know, we don't change anything else. You know, whether we are grading for our tobacco, you know, nothing changes. When we do a production start, you know, a Tapsa, you know, there's samples made by the rollers. If they've never rolled that blend before, it has to be rolled and has to be approved before they can roll it. There's so many little pieces that people don't get to see in order to create that quality and that consistency, you know, and that's, that's really the part that, you know, Tapsa or Manganorsa Leaf and Sandy come into play. And more recently, Tobacco de la Isla and Santiago, you know, they all understand what I'm looking for and they're all the best at what they do. And that's why we work with them. Cause I've been getting, I, I get asked a lot to work with other factories and I've, I've 
obviously you guys know I've never changed, yeah. you know, and, and since yeah. that I've, I've ever started, you know, we're not looking for new factories to work with, you know, Hostos at La Isla, he started up his business and I said, I've known Hostos for a while. And I was like, all right, I want to see what he's doing. I went down there. I visited him. We had a conversation. We saw his material. I saw what he was doing. And it was a new threshold for me to cross to make a new, you know, a Dominican cigar. And, but he has the vision and you can taste that in Chinchali and you can taste that in Companion and you'll taste that in the future brands that we make with La Isla. And that's kind of why I believe the success factor is there is because consumers, you know, can trust that every day we come into the office, me, Scott, Michael, and every day they go in the office, Sandy, you know, Max and Eduardo and everyone down at Anganorsa and Hostos, we all have the same vision. You know, we want to make sure that your experience, that your downtime, that your luxury is at the forefront of our mind and giving you that product. And which is why we don't have a huge portfolio, which is why we don't have tons of sizes. We concentrate solely to make sure that that cigar is going to be as close as possible to your enjoyment. And that's that's literally our day in and day out concern. All I do all day long is validate freights that come in, whether they're new. When we get a new freight, I'm pretty good at, at, at knowing our product at this point, but I'll go back. We have production from a year or two ago that I will smoke against the fresh ones that just came out of age, out of their age requirements, and just came in our door and landed. And I will smoke them comparatively. And if I think that they're too wet from transit, because obviously they're coming in from Nicaragua, they go through transit, you know, they will sit with us until they are exactly what they are supposed to be. You know, it's not like it comes in and goes right back out. We don't do that. We will hold product in order to make sure that it is the same exact thing that you're used to. You know, that that was that's one question privately I have asked. I, I, I bet two dozen manufacturers because I, I always thought that that was a thing that they did was. Do you have old stock that you compare it to? You know, it's like baseball. You know, like MLB has baseballs in climate-controlled, you know, uh, environments mm -hmm. from, you know, a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. So when new baseballs come in, they're they're putting them against um, uh, having a comparative. And you are literally the first manufacturer that has ever said that they do compare to previous runs. You know, I, I get a lot mm -hmm. of like we just know. We just know. And I'm like, it's not that I, I want to call anybody out. I'm like, how do you know? That, cigar's five, you that was five years ago. If you don't have a comparative, how do you, you have to have it? You, you know, keep you have afraid of everything. I, 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 I love that. I just I, I, finally, for the first time, I actually get someone that, that actually says that, that they have comparatives, you mm -hmm. know, from, you know, uh, from, from their pre previous run. You know, um, uh, you know, I know because Care, Care, Care smokes all his cigars, so he doesn't have anything to, to, to compare them to. It's not but, fair uh, to say, Kev. That's not yeah, nice. I know. No, actually, actually, the factory does. They, we do have uh, um, extras from the first, you know, the first blends when we developed it. And, and they had done the same thing with the second run is comparing the, the Toro with the Toro to make sure that, you know, it's, it's the same flavor, the same, you know, like you said, Kyle, pretty much dead spot on. Um, because I, I think, you know, Kevin, I've heard you ask that question before and, yeah, and, no, and no, I've, no. I've, I've heard a lot of, uh, non-answers and a lot of dancing around the answer. Um, but this is the first time that I've heard, you know, somebody say, yeah, I mean, it's, we compare it and it, it won't release it. We won't release it unless it is, unless it is equal. That, that, that's what I've always wanted to hear, you know, that they, that somebody actually does that because that is something that I would do. You know, is have you know have comparatives, 
you have to in order to in order to maintain consistency and quality you have to because then if something happens and this is you guys know this and i think anyone who's watched this understands this, this is a handmade product okay there is a real human behind every single cigar okay if they are having a bad day in their life what are they going to take it out on you know they're going to take out the one thing that they have control over so like when you guys get you know if you guys unfortunately get a plug cigar or something like that it's a real human with real emotions in a real day you know like everyone has bad days and you know things like that so like if we find that a run is not normal we can then and i've done this i've brought cigars down to tapsa and i've been like here's last year's or here's the run or here's the production previous to this one and here's this one and then we compare them while we're at the factory we find out what pair was rolling them we go we approach them and then we have them roll them in front of us and see what they may be doing wrong or was it a bad day and now it could be as simple as the box you picked is you know to validate is is you know may have been an offer there have been a cigar or two often or whatever the case is but you can hunt it down if you look at the bottom of the box of every anglonorsa product that we create there's a little number a little white piece of paper with a number on it that's the pair number so we can go find that out you know we do do that and we can track everything and we do do that and that's kind of the unique thing in the steps that we take in order to create this this consistency and quality that you guys know and it's a tedious process it's a long process but like i like i said before if you know consumers are putting their trust in us to to you know create these things and create their experiences and their downtime and their luxuries it's our job it's all that really matters is to make sure that you enjoy it and we have to do that by any means necessary any means we have control over you know we can't control mother nature we cannot do that you know we have drought or we have you know flooding or whatever the case is we can't control that but we can't control everything else pretty much yeah and you can't and that's no, what i was ahead, gonna Karen. say kevin that's hats off to agonorsa too for for being accountable because you know like you said if if you are taking those extra steps um, and and you bring it to, to, to the factory's attention for them then to take your feedback and then, you know, go, like you said, go, go, go find the rollers and, and go through that whole process. That speaks volume to the quality control and, and their accountability to ensuring that you're getting the best product that you want. So the, the, the consumers can get the cigars that you want to produce and you want them to smoke. Because yeah. because it's 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 not always like that. that oh that, yeah, you know, it, it, you said you know it's it's a it's a, it's a product rolled by a human. You know, like I said, you know, and, and the majority are women. You know, maybe they got a child at home that's sick. They got to roll their whatever 100, 200, 300 cigars for the day so they can get home. You know, to their to their sick child. You know, so um, yeah, it's uh, it's it, you, you never know what's going. Who is that? Oh, do dogs are coming in. So, um, switch cameras. So, uh, but yeah, I'm like, who is that? That's, that's our pit bull, Stella, you know, and, Scott, oh, nice. and, and, and Skyler, you know. So, um, have you ever thought about going direct to consumer since you don't have, you know, the um, or um, uh, the, the sales staff? Because is that something you guys have ever tinkered with? Uh, no, with, with, with Warp, no, like Warp, we have an amazing family of retailers. And, you know, we have an amazing support system in that. So we, we, we don't go direct to consumer with Warped. Um, obviously, you guys know, or maybe you don't know, I have Drop, which is, you know, a different platform that we create, you know, small production things that we could never create enough quantity of to have it distributed across the world. Um, because there are 
you know, parameters and, and things that happen when you find unique material, they can only make a certain amount of cigars and you can't distribute that evenly across, you know, all of your, all of your retail yeah. across the world. So it's, that's completely different, but warp direct. Now we, 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 we haven't tinkered with that. We know we have no intention to, um, you know, our system is in place. You know, we've had a lot of support where, you know, even back when, you know, I first started, you know, when we came out with Colmena and also, and, you know, previous to that, I sold the cigars with Anubis and Osiris and Private Blend back in, in 08, 09, and 07. Um, you know, I sold them direct to consumer because shops at that point literally wouldn't even look at you. There wasn't yeah. any yeah. directive. So we had to do that. But when, you know, when we when we scaled and we decided to go forward, you know, a little bit more, you know, they embraced us and, you know, we support them as best as possible. And, you know, it's that's just not our model with Warped. Now, now the one uh, the one model that you do have, <clears throat> with warp you know you said you know you'll you know you make a, a cigar you have 10 different sizes whatever it is mm -hmm. but you guys tend to lean towards the smaller cigars is that mm -hmm. something from you know from you you growing up smoking cubans which are yeah. generally you know a small not anymore ring. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no 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 no, 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 no doesn't no. do that anymore no not not anymore but is, is they that, discontinue they discontinue all those it's terrible <laughs> yeah that, that, that's what a lot of people say but is that is that why you've leaned towards the yes. smaller cigars um, is because of your history with the uh the cuban cigars yeah and then the history going you know working at titan and things like that but then also like i think a lot of people forget that you know, you have small ring gauge cigars and people think that, you know, there's there's many, many different types of, of cigar smokers out there that all have their 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 likes and their druthers and, and whatever. So, you know, there's value smokers who think, you know, like a 70 by seven is is they want more tobacco and bigger size for the money. And then there's people who understand that, you know, there's flavor and complexity and depth in smaller ring gauges, but then the price point is usually higher. So, you know, for us, we always tend to lean. We don't make anything larger than 52. And I've said that for, for years. I won't make anything larger than a 52. And it's just not something that I smoke, you know, and that I enjoy to smoke. My dad didn't smoke it, you know, and it's not something I grew up grew up on. And so for me, it's kind of one of those nostalgic things that, you know, we, we make classical sizes and, you know, sizes that can stand the test of time. Much like, you know, our branding for, for Warped and the brands and how they look and, you know, where I get my inspiration from by looking back at, at, at brand designs from like 18, like 1850, 1880, mm -hmm. 1920s, you know, I'm still looking at that today. You know, I'm still getting inspired by that. And so, you know, in a hundred years, you know, I believe that that artwork will still remain true, you know, for cigars is that, that luxury feel and, and that beauty and that, that handmade aspect. And that, that will be an integral part. And so we're always looking back, on the past for inspiration and you know we're still making coronas we're still making you know traditional robustos and lanceros and, and pericosos you know we're still doing all of that and it's it's tradition and you know i want to keep that tradition alive but also you know i i my wheelhouse for blending is just in those sizes you know to show that every component of the cigar is is integral you know you need wrapper you need binder you need filler if you get, you know, if I try to blend a 70 by seven, I always will be like, it's just too much filler. You're, you're lacking a line, you're lacking wrapper. Like it's filler. Like, and you got to stuff a lot of tobacco in there, you yeah. know, like it's, 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 it's wild. So <clears throat> it's just, it's just our wheelhouse. It's what I enjoy smoking. It's what I enjoy blending. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, in the future, 
you know, when people look back and those stand, those sizes will, will still remain true as, as, as the majority of the market. And I see that in trends and I see that with a younger consumer is that they're looking for those sizes because I think they understand that there's so much depth you can get out of a Corona. You can experience every component and you can pick it out when you start to, to understand like what like Habano as a Kappa offers and the dominance that it offers, you know, and what Corojo and Criollo or, you know, but what primings, you know, you can, you can really start dissecting it. And that's, that's why we do what we do in the sizes that we do it. Kevin, I had a question for, for yeah. Kyle real quick is uh, I, I smoked the nicotina tonight. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and first of all, I agree with you. I'm a smaller ring gauge guy myself. I, I love Lanceros. I love Lonsdale and, and, and Corona. What was the, uh, the inspiration and, and the blending process with this? Cause this was a, a uh, this had a lot of flavor. It had a lot of pepper. It had a, a, a you know, you could really taste that aged tobacco. Mm-hmm. And um, even the pepper just wasn't that, you know, harsh pepper on the tongue. It was in the olfactory, like a, like a, a horseradish white pepper. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that because uh, when we, right before the show, when I showed Kevin and Jess what I was smoking, I was like, yeah, I got the, I got the, the nicotina. Look at this one here. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. It really was. Yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with that. I wasn't familiar with that cigar. I didn't see that in the in the lineup for some reason. Uh, we're actually um, going through. Just to answer your question, Kevin, we're actually going through to make the website faster. We're actually going through a compression, so we're compressing all the the coating to make it much more reactive. So everything new will get updated on that website um, very shortly. But we're actually improving it for for consumer use right now. Okay. Yeah, so it will be updated shortly. But uh, Kevin or Kurt, to answer your your your, your question. So nicotina, um, you guys know a little bit about it. it it's actually an 1880s uh, brand. This actually goes back to what I was saying. And, you know, we took the artwork it's from 1880. It was actually a Cuban cigar made for a cigar shop in Philadelphia. And I had the original artwork and I had my engraver remaster it and to, you know, bring it to light. And, you know, we adjusted the um, the print in it and the, the woman on it and all that. It's and beautiful. so... Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. We're always trying to, to make sure that we do, if we're going to bring something back from the past, we want to make sure that it holds true. And so the process for that, actually, the cigar, I had the name, which is actually, you know, I think it's a beautiful, simplistic name. Um, and I saw the original artwork and I got inspired to do it, but we wanted to create something more full body. But when I say that, a lot of people are like, well, it's not full body. Well, for Warped, it really is. And so I want to create something with a balanced, you know, body and balanced pepper because we don't really make anything that you would, you know, has a dominance mm-hmm. of pepper or anything <clears throat> of that nature. So we actually utilize a lot of the tobacco from Chilamate and Esteli from Manganorsa, but more of the age component to it. And then picking the right Corojo, you know, wrapper from what, from what lot, what farm in Jalapa. So you're going to get the sweetness from the Jalapa wrapper. And then you're going to have a lot of the interior of that Esteli. So you have that counter of, 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 you know, spice, and sweetness mm-hmm. and then we use a tiny the banda comes from Gondega, so we you know lose a little bit because we use double binder so we have we can play around with having two different binders and having you know contrasting flavor profiles so you know when you get all that and you get that depth but really where the uniqueness comes into it is when you press it you know so that's a bellicoso and we pressed it so when you actually compress it, it actually compresses the flavor profile down even more so well, a lot of people don't know that if I gave you a Quarto that was, you know, a round roll versus, you know, the box press, they're two very different experiences. And it's one of those tiny little things that no one really thinks actually changes, you know, the overall flavor profile of the experience, but it really does. And, you know, that's where the whole, we wanted it to be very different. 
But it wasn't until I was at the factory and blending it where I was like, Max, let's let's press this. Let's just see what happens. And the press <clears throat> version won like on the table. And I very rarely make a decision on the table for something like cosmetically like that. And but you know, once the cigar comes back and we go through our age requirement and then I smoke it again before the final decision, um, you know, it's still it's still held true. It's uh, to have a full body cigar, but 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 maybe the feedback is it doesn't seem like a full body cigar is mm-hmm. is quite an accomplishment. And the the thing I liked the the most about it is it, it it just didn't it wasn't the same flavor profile from beginning to end. It transitioned. Mm-hmm. It really kept me engaged in the cigar when I was smoking it and waiting to see what the next flavor I was going to get. So thanks for sharing. It is a beautiful band and an incredibly flavorful cigar. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And in order to get that and to, and to get that evolution of the cigar, it's about understanding and trusting your rollers, you know, your pairs to do the proper placements to it. Because when you blend, you know, if you know if you've been through blending a little bit, you know, placement is a big thing, you know, and when you place the cigar where the Liero is going, we don't front load or, or back load or we don't do any of that. You know, we, we make sure. And then also the quality of the tobacco, you know. It's it, this. This goes right back to Anganorsa mm-hmm. and what Anganorsa has, what Anganorsa is capable of, and that's really the the super unique part is that you can make a cigar, a different style cigar, a different tasting cigar that is is evolving and changing at every turn and nook and cranny, and that just that's just a giant note to Anganorsa Leaf and, and what they do. Now, now when, um, <clears throat> the other day when I smoked the the hacienda. Put a picture on Instagram like you're supposed to do every time you smoke a cigar. Um, <laughs> if, if you if you don't post it on Instagram, did you really smoke it? No, you did not. Um, so someone had asked me, you know, like like the um, like the like the flavor profile of, of like mm-hmm. warped, and I, and I'm like like everything I've smoked from you is, is just it's medium. There, there's nothing light. There's nothing super strong. Everything is just like it's in that wheelhouse of like medium that you could smoke all the time. Um, mm-hmm. that, that nicotina, is that the strongest, like, like what is the strongest cigar in like your opinion that, that you make? Um, the strongest cigar that we make, um, I believe in terms of, of, of me is, is, is nicotina in terms of his body. Um, the strongest cigar I've ever made actually is, um, it's probably tied for our field wine company is an exclusive for Marvin in Hawaii. Um, that would be the La Hacienda, oh, sorry, it's three. Yeah. Marvin's gotten three. The La Hacienda Especial, which we made for Marvin years and years ago, uh, we made him his uh, Corto X50 RF, and we made him Eagle's Descent. And so those three cigars, the Hawaiian market wants super strong, full-body cigars. So if you guys are looking literally for the strongest cigar I've ever made, you have to go talk to Marvin uh, at Arfield Wine Company. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's, what's that, Jessica? I said that would be me. Oh, yeah. And, 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 I, and I've noticed that <laughs> with, with, the, uh, um, with the Hawaiians. I, it just it, it, we, we've got Chris Duque, a friend of ours out there, and his whole group. They always want those strong cigars, those powerful yep. cigars. And I'm like, what is it? You know, because what? They're amazing. Yeah, what is it about yeah. the, the Hawaiians that just love their strong, you know, peppery, strong cigars? So it's it's what they like. And you know, I it's always it's always different for me when Marvin asks. Like Marvin's getting a, a new exclusive. Um, we're doing the event for it um, next month. And um, so once again, he wanted something strong. And um, so you'll see something strong come out from, from Warped again, but it's just going to be up for our field. 
<laughs> now, now, what is the uh, you know? Cause, uh, you you had said something earlier, you know, on on making the cigars. What's what is the the life cycle of of the cigar? Like like uh, like we were smoking the uh, the Moon Garden, but but I mm-hmm. see that's not available anymore. It was like a couple of years. Do you yep. have when when you're making a new cigar? Do you have like a, a specific lifestyle? You know, life cycle of a cigar, and then you want to move on to something else? Because obviously, working with Aganorsa and you know Sandy, and you know you have. The availability of, of lots of tobacco um mm-hmm. do you want to do a cigar like a couple of years and then just move on and get you know and just keep your portfolio fairly small well it just depends on on the purpose of like what the release is like moon garden was meant to be limited because of the tobacco that was involved so, oh, okay you know like we choose we, we we choose like we see a material and we're inspired by our material we're like okay how much of this do you have max like oh you have one bale of this medio tiempo like that i really like like all the other bales from that farm and you know are not the same as this one from this lot so like we have to take that into consideration so if we have one bale of the of the liero or the medio like we have to be limited to that until we can find something that's similar but then usually that does not happen um so it just depends you know if we're making a regular production cigar or from like hey like i i feel like let's let's go hunt like so we go to we go to the warehouse and we just start bale rolling and, and sampling and you just kind of do that like i said and i've said it a lot during this this you know our chat is, is it's all organic. You know, we don't just set out to say like, Oh, we're going to make a limited, you know, we don't, we don't do that. It, it's literally material driven. And you know, that's, that's the fun part about it is finding those, those hidden little bale gems and being able to create something unique that, you know, we do like black honey, like from Sandy, like her original, you know, the 60 bundles that were first came out and then we haven't made it since, you know, and then it just depends on, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with her. It's, it's mostly production, you know, being able to make cigars with her is, is very, you know, takes a long time. Okay. So, so you'll, because I, because I, you know, I've heard us, you know, I don't know, probably a hundred times from different manufacturers, they'll come across this amazing bale and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is just amazing. And then they find out like, that's it. Like that's the, that's the only bale. And then they pass. They're like, now nah, you know, we, we, you know, we, we really need something that we can make, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand cigars. So we pass on it. You know, it's not worth our time mm-hmm. to work with a with a bale. And I'm like, but if it's fantastic tobacco, mm-hmm. wh- why why not just work with it? So 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 I, I love I love that you explained like like you'll work with a bale. You know, if it's good mm-hmm. tobacco, just oh, yeah. make the cigars and and move on make the cigars enjoy them for what they are for the limited mm-hmm. aspect of it for the uniqueness that that material offers and for us to be able to see that and be able to you know create something for that and you know everyone's like oh we want it to be regular production but then you know once you scale it it's not so special anymore because then you're, you're you're cutting corners in order to find something that's like you know yeah. the material but it's right. not the same that's a that's a that's a testament to your integrity too to be able to say limited limited tobacco limited run I'm not going to try and find something close to it to keep the the mm-hmm. the, the, the the line alive because it's popular. Right, but that's, that's the good. kind of cigars that I seek is like more of the limited because I feel like that's <clears> the better cigars in my opinion. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, some sometimes they are, uh, you and, know, and, just and to, it's not so much about getting them over and over again. It's mm-hmm. about enjoying the cigar in that moment. Yeah, you know, and you you had mentioned um, uh, the black honey. Unfortunately, I um, uh, Tony Costa, who was in the chat panel, uh, he works early in the morning, so he had to log off. 
uh, we were chatting before the show, and he has said he's la- he's down to his last two black honeys, and he and he doesn't want to smoke them because he's waiting for for the uh, for the tobacco to come out. And um, um, you had said it was a limited. That's what, that was what I was going to ask you. What was so special about the black honey that you couldn't keep that into production? So obviously it was the tobacco that was available. It was also that, but then also like I, I think like Sandy. <laughs> Sandy's a very different animal. And I think yeah. anyone who works with her understands this. Getting cigar, like we haven't a Colmena for, for quite some time. And Colmena is regular production. You know, like we, we, will, we will make it if we can. You know, it's not a material thing. It's literally production, you know. And, you know, you have a certain amount of rollers there. that They work, they work singular. There's no, it's not pairs, not ones bunching and then putting oh, wrapper yeah. on. They work single. So... Working with her, it takes a very long time to get production. And so we have to pick and choose at that point. Do we get Colmena out? Do we get Dom Ronaldo out? Or do we just try to get Black Honey or this or that? You know, like it, you have to make these decisions and, you know, regular production and people want Colmena, people want Dom Ronaldo, people want Black Honey. You know, people want Royal Hunt or the 510 or whatever, whatever thing I, you know, because I just, when I go down there, I just blend wherever I can. She hates it because I just blend on her desk now. <laughs> and she's trying to work. But, you know, like we, we have to make these decisions, you know, like, and that's the hard part. It's like, when can I fit that production in? Like right now she's, she's rolling Colmena and Don Ronaldo. So when my production is done, another client is going to take over and they may have, you know, 50,000 cigars that need to get made. And if you're making a hundred cigars a day per roller, you can do the math. You know, yeah. it takes quite a long time. And then they have another client that's waiting their turn. Then another client that's waiting yeah. their turn. And then by the time and it's back to your turn, it's over a year. No. You you have to make that decision again. <laughs> we, we see, we've seen her set up. It is definitely not very large. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like we, we had just said recently on one of the shows, like, so we drove around the block like three times. We kept seeing the sign, like, you know, no. El Titan. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're looking for a factory. This must not be it. And like we circled the block three times and like, all right, let's go in and ask these people if they know where El Titan de Bronze is. You know, and it was, yep. you know, and then like Sandy's like, no, this is it. And we're like looking yep. around like, wait, what? Was, you know, and she's, ama- and she's just amazing. Oh, she, she, there is amazing. she was amazing. Oh, yeah. ha- having her mom was putting uh, uh, cigars in the uh, the boxes. Yes. You know, yep. I don't, and like I said, I, her mom's got to be 100. You know, I, I, I don't think want, she's, no- I think her mother's 91. Oh, okay. You know, just still there, just putting like, like working her yep. shift, you know, just yep. putting, putting cigars yep. in, in the, in the boxes. And it was, it was amazing. You know, it just boggles my mind when you, when you like, when we looked at it, it's like, wait, what you're putting out like literally a million cigars a year from all these different companies out of like this small place. It, mm-hmm. it was, it, it, it was absolutely, absolutely crazy. It takes a lot of time to to make product with her, but the product obviously stands out for itself. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, now I had I had come across an article where um, um, it had said that yeah uh, um, uh, in 2020 you relaunched the haunting a a pipe mm-hmm. tobacco uh, with a, a Cornell yes. Cornell and Deal, um, and then I I like did some more research and like you have like a whole line. Yeah, somebody uh, asked the question about yeah, Chris and Chris. He asked about that earlier. Okay, so so um, I've been trying down some of the warp pipe tobacco, but yeah, so yeah, so I I don't know where I found it. There is a um uh, there's a couple companies 
that I see. I think they stock like three out of six blends. I think they were mm -hmm. out, you know. Um, have mm -hmm. you always been a pipe smoker? Is that something your your dad or is that uh, yeah. taught you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He was a pipe smoker as well. Um, and so like when I turned when I turned uh, 18, actually, my gift that he gave me was he gave me the remaining uh, humidor of all of his Cuban. And then he also had another humidor from 97 of all the Opus X that he had in there from 97. Oh, God. And, oh, God. So, and then also uh, he gave his pipe collection. And then also I think one of the most unique things that he gave me, one of the most beloved, like I think items that I actually have in my possession is growing up, my father always had the same crystal ashtray on his office desk. And when I turned 18, he gave that to me. And wow. that ashtray is on my desk at my office and gets used every day. And um, it's the same one from my childhood. Wow. Now, now, now you're going to be inundated with the Opus X guys. You're like, hey, I heard on Kevin's show, you know, uh, you have <laughs> Good some, luck. You know, yeah. some, some old Opus X. You know, it's, uh, mm -hmm. th th those, those guys are fanatics about them old, uh, uh, about them old Opus. Um, yeah. So, so. So at what point and um, what year was it when you really, you know, like, like you wanted to get into, did, did you approach uh, Cornelian deal? Did they approach you that like you wanted to blend pipe tobacco? Uh, they approached me at the, uh, at the PCA and okay. it was, it was intriguing to me. And so I, you know, we set a date up and I, I flew up to their headquarters in, in South Carolina and um, Jeremy Reeves and I just, started you know they were fans of the brands and they were like they wanted to merge these worlds of, of pipe you know pipe enthusiasts to cigar smokers and they wanted to see what could happen if you know a cigar blender got involved and so working with jeremy we've been able to create these lines of pipe tobacco and it's been a, a very 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 fun endeavor those guys are great i love working with shane and jeremy and the entire team there and you know they're they're one of the largest operations of, of, of pipe tobacco makers and um you know it's a, it's a large operation. You can get all, you can get all the pipe tobacco online at smokingpipes.com because that's their that's their commerce arm. If anyone didn't know. Oh, oh I, I didn't no, know okay. they I didn't know they had a commerce arm. I, I saw that. The, uh, so so that's their that's uh, their commerce uh, arm. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can you can get them all right there. They, they're actually the only retailer with it. They don't distribute it. We don't distribute it. Solely sold oh, okay. on smokingpipes.com. All right. So, so how, how hard was that? You know, was that a, a pretty, like something completely new? I mean, obviously you're yeah. a pipe smoker, but just yeah, blending completely, pipe. completely, completely different. Um, you know, and that was the really cool part was actually doing the component smoking for each of those components and then learning uh, the blending aspect and ratio and weighing it and, and all that type of stuff. And then really just kind of like, Jeremy just kind of explaining everything to me about trying to equate it to, to cigars and ratios and all that. And then just by doing once again, he's like, oh, if you think that will work, well, here, let's weigh it out. Let's measure it. Let's smoke it. Let's see if it's what you want. And then it was just back and forth. Okay. So, so you were, you were an integral part. You just didn't slap yes. the warp name, you know, no, like, no, no, like no. They, they came to you and like, Hey, we have this cool pipe tobacco. Here it is. Yeah, no, like, no, no. We're, we're, was, we're involved there in every, in every single blending. All right, that, that that's cool. Um, I was at an event probably it's probably going back like three years ago now with uh, Steve Saka, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, you know, and uh, um, and he had told me then, you know, for the last like twenty years, you know, he, you know, he's, you know, loves Cornelian Deal, you know, loves the mm -hmm. pipe tobacco, you know, he's been making cigars, and then you know when he's down in Nicaragua, you know, at the, the Hoya factory, he would have for his own personal consumption, 
he'd have them sprinkle in a little bit of pipe tobacco in with the with mm-hmm. the cigars. Have you ever tried tried that the, the the mixture of the two? No, 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 no. I've never tried it. I did try his version um, on his on his release, and um, it it was it was unique. Um, I like the forward thinking of it um, and trying to merge the worlds and. You know, it was it was a unique thing, but I never I never never did any of that in my time. No, he launched he launched that cigar at Low Country Pipe and Tobacco. Yeah, he did. Okay, what, what's that, Jess? Smoke all three. Did you uh, did you smoke? Jess, what did you smoke? No, all I, I, I didn't smoke. I didn't smoke all three. No. Which one uh, did you smoke? Which one? Um, it was um the larger Toro, I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the Lonsdale. It was the one. Of the, it was the longer one. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot the actual name of it. The, the, but, I think that was the the. Stillwell's, um, yeah. Star t- yeah, yeah, it was the, the blue with the star on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't remember. Yeah, I said yeah. the original, I, the original yeah, one. Yeah. I I smoked them; they were okay. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I I love Steve. You know, like I said I love Dunbarton, but for me, when when I when I want to smoke a, a cigar that's got pipe tobacco in it, I I like pipe tobacco on occasion. I want to taste the pipe tobacco. I want yeah, the more. I get you. You know, like like the like mm-hmm. Captain Black. I want to be able to taste that inside. A cigar. So I was just wondering, you know, if you had ever tried that. Cause like I said he'd done it for like 20 years. And then I remember telling him, I'm like, I have to have this cigar. I want to try your cigar. So I'm going to take credit for the Stillwell Star, whether he wants, <laughs> whether he believes it, whether he believes wow. it or not, you yeah. know. But that's, uh, a, that's a stretch. Yeah, that, that, that was that, a that, huge yeah, stretch. You know, so, but, uh, but yeah, so, so you've never, yeah, you never tried that. No, never, so. never, never done it. When I'm at Anganorsa or Titan or La Isla, yeah. like it's just cigars. Yeah, because I imagine some of those rollers would be like, "Wait, what? You want me just exactly. just just yeah, sprinkle I have to do, in?" I have to do it myself. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can. A Sandy would probably have a fit. She would. I couldn't even More imagine. Probably Agonorsa, you'd probably have better luck. Sandy would probably kick you out. Like, no, we're not. I don't think she can. I don't think she can kick me out. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been with her a long time. She's she's a sweetheart. Oh, she, 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 she she's such a sweetheart. She, she absolutely is. Um. You're a pretty serious guy for, for, for being so young, you know, like, like I just, you have your head on your shoulders, um, like, like more than a lot of cigar makers that have been doing this forever. Um, what do you do for fun? Do you still play paintball? What do you, you no, know? No, no, I stopped, I stopped playing when I was like, um, I think 17. I stopped when I shut down Warp Customs. Um, I pretty much stopped. So, so what, what do you do now? Like, like what's your, you know, what, what, what's your friend? Do you travel like your brother? You know, you ever get, no, you I, up I travel him? for, I travel for work, you know, like, I mean, other than me coming home and like playing with my dogs and stuff like that, like, I mean, it's, it's back to back to back to back to back, you know, like whether it's, I'm at the office here or I have to fly to, you know, like, um, what is it next week? I have an event in Denver. And then I fly back. I'm home for a day. Then I fly to Nicaragua for a week. Then I come back for two days. And then I fly to Napa, or no Washington and do an event in Seattle. And then from Seattle, I leave for Napa for a week for bottling and for the vineyard and for the winery. And then I come back and then, you know, probably off to the DR. The fun is all drinking the wine. Yeah. And smoking the cigars. I guess, you know. Fun drinking the wine. Yeah, you know, have you? I, I, do you know Pete Johnson? You, you guys ever talk about wine? You know, I know Pete's a um, huge. I, I've, I've, I've known Pete for for. Well, I don't think we ever talked about wine though. I think the last time I actually had like an in depth conversation with him was uh, we did the Colt Cigar Panel for Aficionado at their big smoke. I think that was the last time. You know, I think he's a big he's a big right bank Bordeaux guy. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I no, I wasn't trying. I did one event with him. 
you know, and he brought back when he was still doing the and selling the mm-hmm. wine, you yeah. know, he, he had brought some, some wine with him, And I know he doesn't yeah. do that, you know, anymore. Like he just has a closet. He said full stack to the ceiling <laughs> with his own tatouage wine, you know, hey, it's not a bad thing. No, no, not, 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 not a bad, no, bad I, thing at I'd all. I'd like a closet full of wine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know it's uh <laughs> So walk-in closet, a walk-in closet. So you know, like I said, so so talking with Pete. Do you, do you ever get to hang out with um, either PCA or IPC or you know or, or TPE? Do you ever get to hang out with any of the younger guys? You know, Alec and Bradley Rubin, Indiana Cortez. Do you ever get to hang out and just chat with some of the other younger cats that 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 are your age? No, pretty much. I mean, we're, we're very dedicated, you know, with warped. And so like at PCA, like after we get done with the show, you know, our team pretty much is like, everyone goes upstairs, decompresses for a few minutes, then we go eat. And then, you know, we get done with that and then we go to circle bar and then pretty much it's just, you know, talking to retailers and stuff, you know, you have your offhanded conversations and and things like that, but you know, sit downs and stuff. No. And then when I'm in Nicaragua, um, you know, I'm from, from hotel to factory to dinner to hotel factory and just repetitively the same thing. Um, you know, and I believe that that's a, a large part of the, you know, the, the success of it is that you don't have outside influence. You know, right. you're just very dedicated to your craft and your brand and making sure that everything is perfect for your consumers and your brand stays true to its values and its vision. Um, and it's the way I've always operated, um, you know, and that's the way we'll continue to operate, you know, if I'm but like, if I go to Nicaragua and like, you know, I'm at the factory and Nick walks in for foundation, you know, I, I, I love Nick. We sit down, oh my shit, God. you know, like, I mean it, that, that is, that's normal, you know, um, you know, typically you don't cross over for clients. So like usually Dion's there. And then like when Dion leaves on like a Friday, I come in on Monday. Oh, you know, okay. They don't, they, they don't, they don't double book you or anything like that. So Nick obviously lives there. So. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm more likely to run into Nick and, and stuff like that. And, you know, or you offhandly see people from the industry at dinner, you know, around, around Esteli and, you know, in Miami, like, you know, I see the guys from Anglanorsa when I'm down there, but pretty much like, you know, we stay pretty much in our own lane. Yeah. And, and Nick, do you see, like, he, he was just knighted something about, you know, Nick, I saw, I, what, what, I, I know it's not a knight, but like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, like, like Nick Melillo is now like Ethiopian royalty. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's absolutely <laughs> insane. You know, uh, his, I mean, I mean, uh, I, you know, talking with him on the show and then talking with him privately, like I have just delved into Ethiopian culture now and the history mm-hmm. and that is mind bending, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the knowledge he has, but, um, but yeah, he's like, I say he lives down there. Um, uh, I remember talking with, uh, um, the fosters who have a farm in uh, Connecticut you know, they, they were telling me that, like, like he, you know, he went out, like, uh, John Foster, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, and, you know, look looking out his window, and there's Nick, like, in the middle of the field, like, mm-hmm. at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, just touching the, whatever it is Nick does, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick's, Nick's in his whole world, and, you know, it's, uh, it's, he's very dedicated, you know, I love him, he's great. And amazing palate, obviously, and amazing tobacco knowledge. And, you know, he's, he's, he's very fun to be around if you guys get an opportunity. Oh yeah. You know, just, uh, just an incredible wealth of knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. have, have you ever like, um, like collaborations has, has any like, like, like a Nick or, you know, Perdomo Rocky, whatever, you know, has, mm-hmm. has anybody ever approached you about doing a, a bigger collaboration? Cause you guys, like I said, you know, you, you focus on your small, like, like care. There's got the galactic gator, 
you know, have you ever um, been approached to do uh, a larger collaborations with anybody? No, um, pretty much like, you know, we've, you know, we have obviously the one with Agonorsa because that was, like I said, that's an organic thing. Um, yeah. You know, but like I said, we, we pretty much stay in our, in our, in our own lane. And, you know, that's, that's a large part of it. Nick and I have always joked about doing something together. We, we have a name for it. We just, with his <laughs> schedule and my schedule, and um, we just don't know if it'll ever happen. Um, you know, I leave for, for Nika and like, I don't know, three weeks. Um, if he's still down there, I'll give him a call and be like, just come to the factory, dude. Let's, let's, let's talk this one through, yeah. you know, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I love that, that, that you've essentially stayed in your lane, you know, cause you know, we've seen all of these collaborations with these big companies and smaller companies and, and generally like it's always like the big company, like the boutique company, you know, they essentially just lend their name you know, to, mm -hmm. to the collaboration and that, and that's all they have, you know, part of the collaboration is just their name. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. the larger company that does the, the legwork. So I love that you've just, like you said, you stay in your lane, you, you yeah. know what you like, you blend what you like, and then that's, that, that's it. And you've done it for what, 13 years now, 15 years, you guys been 15, 15, yep. you know, it, it, it's definitely a testament that, that you've tr stayed true to the boutique. You are literally the definition of boutique. If it's not broke, you don't need to fix it. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's correct. Working. Correct. That, that's it. If, if it's not, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. Um, <laughs> so so to so to wrap things up, we definitely want you know thank you for spending almost two hours of your of your time with us. But um, what what uh, um is there anything in the works? You know um, be it you know, whatever, you know, more beer, coffee, wine, you know, another cigar. Is there anything in the works that you guys got your hands into that you want to let us know about? Uh, obviously, we were always working on blends. Uh, my trip to Nicaragua uh, upcoming is for about three brands that I've been working on. Um, they're about to come out of their age requirement to see how they've progressed. Um, you know, when we, you know, when we work on things, um, I always, if I blend something, I never make a decision on the table about the final blend. I always let it age for the entire requirement that I would let a consumer cigar age because cigar can evolve and change during that time period so much and rapidly that it's not the same thing that you, you tasted on the table, obviously. So we have a few of those that are coming out of the, the requirements that I did in November. And I want to see how those progress because if they're not where I want them, they got to get reworked. And then we start the whole process over again, uh. <laughs> you know? So like, it's, you know, you gotta, you, that's, that's another part about it is you gotta do all that. So there's a few brands that we have coming out um, this year. We're bringing back Eagles Descent, which was an originally uh, a Marvin uh, Arfield uh, exclusive. We're bringing that back on our, on a uh, limited production thing available to all warp retailers. And um, you know, we're, I'm going to go down there and work on this year's Lilia Rojo and check on the material, check on the new Corojo 2012 again, you know, cause I've only worked on a capacity as binder. And also I tasted the Viso and, but I want to see it more as a, as a wrapper and I want to see it more as a Seiko to see if it's something that we can use in future projects. And, you know, just, just to, you know, see, see our, you know, our partners down there and, and, you know, see Max, I haven't seen him since November and um, see Eduardo, see Jacinto, you know, and just, you know, catch up. Right on. And, uh, um, um, I, I think I saw a comment, um, but uh, 
one thing I didn't notice when uh, on your website, which I was just mind boggled about oh, everything else. Um, uh, is there a, a retail finder that people can find you? Because Jessica has been running yeah. the, the ticker, you know, where you can go to Warp Cigars. Anybody wants to know, like I said, Instagram, Facebook, the uh, um, um, wherever you want to find Warped, it is in the description mm -hmm. below. You don't have to remember anything. You can click on it. Uh, so you do have a retail finder on your website? Yeah, it's, it's Warp Cigars backslash, warpcigars.com backslash retailers. Okay. So, so you can go there. You can find anyone through the U.S. The or the world if you're worldwide. What if they find the secret little uh, oh. hidden Easter egg on your website? What 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 is it? And I was like, you, well, you, you, that... you, you've, you've got to find <laughs> it. That's why it. it's a secret. If if everybody knew what it was, you know what Kevin's doing tomorrow, Jess. I know. Uh, I know. I, I, okay. <laughs> and 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 Phil and Philip had said, you know, um, um, uh, uh, up there, and it's a. Uh, um, Somewhere it's like same thing, beautiful website. Like I said, absolutely amazing. Um, I, I can't tell you again, you know, like I said it's just mind-bogglingly like the, the coding that went into it. It is beautiful. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see. You know, you said you're changing a few things up, so mm -hmm. can't wait to see what what it goes with. Awesome. Care, um, any any final thoughts for our guest tonight? No, just thank you very much for, for sharing everything. I mean, and and I think just you know said said it best. You know, sticking to you know sticking to that that uh, that 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 plan and just not letting any distractions uh, kind of sway you from from the way you're doing things. And you make great cigars and uh, just nothing but great fortune for you moving forward. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's just you know, and I, I I've said it before. It's it's a testament also to our partners, you know, to our, our manufacturing partners with Sandy and, and Anganorsa and, you know, and La Isla. And, you know, they understand what we're trying to accomplish at Warped and they understand my standard of, of quality and consistency. And I'm not the easiest person to work with when it comes to the manufacturing side. And they, you know, they understand that. And but the the workload, you know, that they do, that we all do as a team combined is is amazing. And, um, you know, I'm just very humbled that, you know, I had these opportunities that, you know, you never know for anyone watching for, you know, trying to get in the cigar industry or, or make a brand or, you know, you never know what will happen if you, if you just ask, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer and I asked Sandy for help to come in there and make cigars. She said, yes. I asked her, do you know anyone, you know, in Nicaragua that could help me? And she put me in touch with the best and, um, you know, and then I, I said, you know, went to Hostos and said, well, let's 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 see what you got. And, you know, obviously, and with La Isla, and you just never know. You know, you you, you got to ask, you got to shoot your shot, and just uh, you got to be dedicated to it. It's it's not something that's that's you know you just uh, you know it's a second thought. It's it's very hands on. You have to go to the countries in which you operate, and we do. You know, we go to Nicaragua, we go to Miami. That's not a country, but you know, a lot of people say Miami is this thing. And you know, we go and we source and you know, we blend and we try and we try and we try. And you know, for every for every blend that you know from Warp, there's a dozen to two dozen that didn't make the cut. You know, it's just, it's it, we're in a game of finites when it comes to blending tobacco because a half leaf can change everything you know, or a leaf can change something, or if you're trying to, you know, save money by getting a lower grade or something like that, it, it's just not, it's not something you cut corners with when you want to create something that is, is lasting and you need to have a factory that, you know, and, and partners understand that. And that's, that's what I believe the, the, the success of Warped is actually built in the team that make, makes Warped entirely what it is. 
Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're just very thankful for, for the opportunity to work with the people that we work with. So right on. Th thank you very much. We definitely appreciate it. Um, if you ever have any announcements that you want to make, you know, definitely reach out. We'll always uh, give you any time that you need. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the show again one day. Appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you, Kerr. And thank you, Jess. Thank you. All right. Thank you have you, a great Carl. night. Take care. You as well. Thanks, guys. Take care. Right. Thank you. All right, Kerr. Um, I got to get up real quick. Um, uh, we, we've got something special coming up. I'm going to turn the microphone over to Kerr and Je Jessica. Kerr, um, why don't you let everybody know uh, something cool that we got coming up soon? Oh, I, I just want to say it's uh, Happy World's uh, Down Syndrome Day. It's uh, this in celebration of anyone who was born with Down Syndrome. Um, my son has Down Syndrome, so I, today is the day to celebrate, and I just want to bring awareness to that. So I'm doing it on this platform because I can. <laughs> Very good. And and get, what's the significance of the date, Jess? Uh, three twenty-one is for uh, trisomy twenty-one, which is what causes Down syndrome. Is three twenty-first chromosomes. So it's called trisomy twenty-one. So three twenty-one. Very good. Yeah. Well, Kevin wanted me to talk a little bit about the uh, the Zoom event that's coming up. I'm assuming, Jess, he was very vague on that. I had an announcement. He, he was. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to talk about, but I'm going to assume he's talked about the Zoom uh, um, event that we're going to be having for all those who have purchased a uh, Silent Green Buddy Bundle. So there's still more available. You can still hop on the VSRCigarFam.com and grab yourself a belly bundle. But uh, we're going to have James from Aganors, not from Aganors Leaf. We got James on from Sinistro Cigars um, on the uh, um, on the, the Zoom. And we're going to have a, a little bit of a smoking session in the Q&A. So um, I encourage all those uh, to check your email because uh, I believe Kevin did send out an email to all those who have uh, participated in the uh, yes i saw that jen had a message yeah. saying there's a couple more that there's several more added. i mean every day jen as soon as we're getting the orders jen's also is also very diligent in, in making sure that kevin's getting an updated email list so we can yeah. get everybody up until the day of the event um a link to the uh, uh to, to the zoom uh to the zoom meeting and it's going to be really interesting because you're going to hear um, some really funny stories because James is quite the character, but yeah. you know you're going to hear more about how Kevin came up with the blend and the connection and and really the the, the process of, of of blending the cigar and using Candela. Um, so it it's going to be uh it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, and Kevin's back, so uh, <laughs> the funs the fun now has has ended. Yes, uh, no, no. Oh, well, usually I can make it a whole show. I had to go to the I had to go to the bathroom. Uh, uh -oh. Yeah, thank we, you for um, that announcement, sir. Thank you, thank you. Uh, there's a bathroom break for Kevin, um, and uh, he he felt that he just couldn't uh, get it all done in the uh, the span of a commercial. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, so the the Zoom event's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be great. Uh, some good Q well, and A and be great because now you can really kind of talk about like the the whole concept, the idea, the planning. Yeah, you know, bringing all the the cigars like, you know, for people to be able to you know be part of, be part of it is what I find to be the most exciting part. Like, yeah. not I mean, I know you guys are huge Candela lovers, which is great, and all, but I just find the whole concept of involving everyone in that process is pretty awesome. So if anyone, you know, doesn't know too much about what the Silent Green is, like they'll get a really good education so. yeah yeah I, I think, I, I, yeah I, I think it'll be fun because we'll be able to 
talk about it a little more than, than we have. Um, now, uh, um, Micah, um, I think the, the, the email went out tonight, like at around five or six, um, maybe I'm almost positive that, that it went out tonight. So, it, but yeah, um, obviously, uh, anybody that didn't get an email that, that bought it, you know, you can reach out to me and I'll definitely, you know, have you, you know, I'll, I'll get you the link. Um, if, if there are people watching the show tonight, um, that, that really want, you know, may, maybe they've been hesitant about buying it and you want to join the zoom herf, you know, and, and find out a little bit more about the cigar, definitely reach out to Karen and I, um, um, and then we'll we'll get you that Zoom, you know. Like yeah. I said, well, you know, if you really want to, say no, you got to buy first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to you, you, you got to buy, and then uh, I, I think I think it is definitely worth even if you haven't bought it to join in on the Zoom to yeah. learn about the whole process because it's really fascinating, you know. And I mean, me not being a Candela fan, like I found those cigars to be amazing, and it was a hard choice for me to pick. Well, yeah. you know, when Kevin and I first started talking about it, the one thing that we that we that we announced and and we're sticking we're we're sticking to it and holding true to it because, you know, it was really you know very early on something that we were passionate about is involving all those folks who are buying, all those folks who are supporting, everybody who's going to take that that journey with us with uh, the first cigar that's been made with a Candela filler, have them actively involved. Have them actively actively involved with with voting on which is their favorite blend. The, the blend that wins. That's going to be the the, the uh, uh, in full production. And now taking it, you know, another step is having this Zoom event and having them actively involved with this, you know, learning more and learning everything about the whole process and being able to ask questions, you know, to James directly. And 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 as you said, Jess, really learning. Uh, you know, they've heard us talk about the. You know the conversations that we've had about you know the blends and even the story behind Silent Green, everything, but but there is there is more depth to it, and oh, you'll be able to experience that. Yeah. Now, uh, Travis, yeah, yeah had put up. You know, which which one is winning in the polls? Um, I'll be, uh, and this is not, a, and you know, Kevin, I Kevin could just I'm, I'm I have a bad poker face, bad liar. Um, it's really too close to tell. And I was honestly surprised that it was going to be too close to tell based off of my palette and going, oh, I really like this one here. And I'm like, yeah, but I could see this one really being the front runner. It's, it is too it's close to tell. I mean, there's a very strong possibility this thing could end and we'll have a three blend permanent <laughs> yeah, yeah. time release. Well, you I'll, know. I'll just say for, it's funny because Kevin smoked, his you know and i smoked mine and then graham my son bought a pack and we all three of us have uh picked different ones yeah pick different ones not now philip had you know had said you know um i i've never had a candela i mean and and you and you won't have one like this you know th this isn't a, a candela wrapper this is not a candela binder this isn't a cigar that is full of candela filler this is has a, a very limited amount of candela in the filler so it's going to give you that little bit of candela flavor without going overboard on the candela, the chlorophyll, the, you know, the bitterness, the sourness, which is, which is something that a candela lover really looks, looks to is that, you know, that, that little bit of bitterness, that little bit of sourness packed with the right, you know, filler, yeah. you know, it just all of them make for a, a fantastic cigar. It's like when you have like a really spicy chili, 
you know, you want one that's spicy, but not overpowering to where that's all you can taste is the heat and the chili, you know, like this, you know, so this one, you get just a little bit of a, of, of a good blend. So for anybody that's maybe been afraid to try it or then, you know, like, Oh, I don't like candela. Like I said, you know, try this one. I think yeah. you're going to be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Um, uh, uh, with with the cigar, it's yeah. unique and it's different. Plus, it's really good candela. Cause if you get if you get bad candela, it could be it could be really bitter. And I can understand some folks who have tried um, candela and had a bad experience with it because if it's not done properly, it could be it, it could be really bitter. It was, it was one of the biggest falls of candela, you know, uh, what in the fifties, uh, uh, in the sixties, you know, it, you know, before that, candela was king. So. Um, yeah. This is really, this is, it, it's, it is quality tobaccos, quality candela. And as Kevin said, you know, the, the, the amount that's put in the filler, you really do get to enjoy all the, all the pluses and all the great flavors that candela gives you. Um, and it's, it, it'll, it, it'll, it, I, it'll, it'll allow you to enjoy it and then maybe give you a different perspective on candela and then try, you know, a cigar with a candela wrapper. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the reasons why we went with James at Sinistro. We just didn't pick a company and then say, hey, we want Candela. And then yeah. that company had to go out and source Candela. You know, James makes cigars with Candela. James knows Candela. Yep. You know, so it's not like he had to go out. He already had the best source of Candela that, that money could buy, essentially, so he knew Candela. So that was one of the reasons why, you know, I, I, I you know, we loved partnering with James is because like I said he had appreciation of the green leaf. And he's and worked with it he, because he, firsthand knowledge. Like I said, he has worked yeah. with it. It's not like we just picked a manufacturer that did not have because that, that's something I never would have done is pick a manufacturer that never worked with Candela before, because then if they've never worked with it before, they don't know the difference between, yeah. and not, not saying that they don't, the difference between bad Candela and good Candela, but someone that works with Candela, that blends with Candela, they know the difference between cheap, bad Candela and good, expensive Candela. Yeah, plus I'm, I'm going to be interested when the questions come come out on the uh, the process. I don't know how much James will, will share with being able to put it, you know, to add it into the filler and uh you know get get that burn because have you seen the pictures you know long white ashes holding the ash i mean it's it's pretty impressive so hats off to james and all those folks at the factory because they did a fantastic job exactly now now jessica is uh pointing at her finger here because we are just over the uh uh the the two hour mark um so i've got to Yep. I, it was not the middle finger. So, um, <laughs> I yeah. so, so um, um, everybody start typing in the word cigar. We do have a couple of things that we have to give away um, for the, uh, the the Cigar Prop YouTube channel. So we've got to give away a couple of the Corona Cigar of the Month Club right, so uh, packs. Are we doing first? So we, we are going to do the regular. So so if you follow our channel, you know each month we do an unboxing for the Corona uh, Regular Cigar of the Month Club and the Premium Cigar of the Month Club. Um, I do the unboxing and then Jeff at Corona um, does send us an extra package of each um, to give away um, each month. So uh, I'm going to share the screen um, and we are going to have a giveaway uh, for, for tonight's show. 
but uh, um, I like to do these live so everybody doesn't know that you know it's just yes. So uh, um, let's go with um, this is for the regular. This is for the regular. Jessica, is this up on your screen? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so um, we have to go with a random comment picker for the regular Cigar of the Month Club. The YouTube regular. For the, for yeah. the YouTubes. YouTube. For the YouTube. Uh, Julio Fortis. Okay. So uh, um, if you didn't have to call, and, and, he, and he did have the comment, if you, if you didn't have to call for this, I'd probably buy a few months, but you can't order unless you call. So... Um, so what that is, uh, when you sign up for the club, just so they can verify that it's a real person and not a child, you do have to call the first time and order the club. You know, that way they, they, they know that they're sending them to an adult. After that, you don't have to call up. You know, it's a reoccurring thing. So um, I, I know I've heard that from a few times, hmm. you know, but, uh, um, but Jeff just really... Man. The FDA, you know, the 21 and older, they, they really want to they really I mean, want to stress I, and, that. And in some ways, we have to appreciate that. We want to make sure that we talk and smoke cigars. So follow yeah. the rules, people. Follow the rules. Yeah. Exactly. So now, Jessica, this is for the, uh, uh, the premium cigar of the month club. Um, Oliver. Worldwide. Okay, and then I'm gonna uh, and I'm gonna pick another winner for this one because Julio, um, I recognize him. He follows our oh, channel I, I, regularly. I like how you put America? Fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> if, 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 if you if you watch the video of that one, you'll know exactly what he was talking about. I loved that. So the second place is Kevin, Kevin Regan. Regan. Okay. So I I love that he actually put you know America. Fuck yeah! So that was a part of that video. Um, so it's absolutely All right, so uh, now awesome. This is for... So so now before we pick uh, um, tonight's winner for the uh, the Amendola Family Cigars Tapping Ash and Taking Names giveaway. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, uh, share our screen here for tonight's uh, um, um, giveaway. Let's see. I can't um, see anything. I can't see anything. Oh, hold, hold on a second. Um, I can't, I can't. Uh, 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 hey, uh, yeah, I'm getting there. So, uh, so all right, Kyle, yeah, let's start collecting comments. We have 16 comments. So, Christopher Walmer, uh, 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 shoot me a message, Kevin at cigarprop.com, and we'll uh, congratulations, Chris. Congratulations. Um, what what an absolute fantastic show! Um, I know uh, um, um, Kyle does not do a lot of interviews, um, and uh, and I really wanted to throw in a, a lot of information. I hope hopefully he was impressed with some of the info information. You know some some of the facts that we had uh, that we had found. Listen, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this though for how old he is and just all of the things he's accomplished. Like he is a very driven person ridiculously and, driven and but like and like very disciplined and that yeah. is that is a rarity yeah you know i mean i would love to say like oh yeah like i'm pretty disciplined no i am a procrastinator i i don't know like there are just some people in this world that have some this drive that you know is is amazing to, to yeah. witness and kudos to him for sticking to how he does things like yeah, that's, that's yeah, impressive. Exactly. And then the one thing we didn't get into, you know, was which a lot of people don't know that he like played division one paintball. Like he owned oh, yeah. 
warped customs. That was a custom paintball. Like like when it comes to like apparel, um, like he was the biggest in the world when when it when it comes to paintball really? apparel. He was the large and th- and this was he was eighteen years old. Had the largest company on the planet. Oh, I thought he that, started that when he was like fifteen. No, I, I think. Th- well, I think he was playing earlier. Oh, okay. You know, he had he had the business when he was like seventeen, eighteen, or That's something. Amazing. Huge, huge business of of paint. Like he was competitive paintball. Care there's a thing, Division One paintball. I, I when he was talking about you know the the, the businesses and selling the business, and he was throwing around the the, the, the time frames, and I'm like, hold on for a second here. I have a political science degree, but I could do that math. You, you were 18 when you sold your business. <laughs> oh, I, I I know. And then and then you know he he has started the 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 coffee company with Paul Rosenberg, and then sold it within like two years. It's like he's, yeah. he's very he's got he's got the he's very focused. And and and, 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 that, and that was the reason why I asked. Like, what does your dad do? Like like who is your? Because that's something that he never mentions in interviews. Like, 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 that's not a thing. People know that his dad's a doctor and I'm like, who is your family? Like, not that he came from money, but it's like, how did you get into all of this? Yeah. You know, at, at like I say, he just turned 33 years old, has a cigar company that's been around for 15 years, has a wine business. He does with the, with the brewery in a little town in your town care. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little, little town outside of Greenville, just a little old speck there. And, he, he, and I think the one thing he 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 uh, he appreciates is, is is kind of the way he started. He says, "All you got to do is ask." And that's what he said. He goes, "The guys got in contact with me, and they asked." Yeah, but I think it's more complex than that, though. In the sense, like he like you have to be dedicated. You really he did well, his homework. He was invested. He was well, all in. Well, yeah, I, it doesn't just get him. But there's a lot of people who think, "Oh, I could do that. I could do that." I, well, no, I don't. You have think to have a, a, you have to have a plan, and you have to well, have backing yeah. and money. But you know, yeah. it's, but 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 they but they, but they have to see it. You know, it's like. You know, when, when, you know, we, we have on, on the Trash Panda website, trashpandacigars.com, we have a cigar from Aganorsa, you know, um, you know, and it's like an overrun cigar, you know, non-banded, non-packaged. But, uh, you know, like like talking with Terrence, Terrence knows my passion. Care, you exude that passion. So, you know, Kyle exudes that passion, you know, like the regular guy that approaches, you know, a cigar company, you know, that really... You know, I, I think sometimes they can tell, like, "Hey, I just want to blend, so so I can I can call myself a brand owner," versus, "I have this passion in the cigar industry. Like, yeah. I want to to get involved in this industry." And those manufacturers see that, and they want to work with those people, whether they have the time. Well, it sounds or, like for yeah. Kyle too, it was more about preserving traditions as well, because mm-hmm. he's also mixing with he what he does with wine with the tobacco and stuff. And it just seems like he's passionate about um, keeping some of that tradition alive. You know, if, if, if his generation isn't interested, then where, do, where does that lead us? Right. You know? Yeah. It could die off. And the, the one thing I thought was pretty cool talking about the 13 stripes uh, cigars. And I, I, I said it kind of half joking, like what they send you samples of their beer. He's like, Oh yeah. And, and hearing how that collaboration just wasn't a, Hey, we own a, a brewery. You know, can can you make us some cigars? They really wanted something that was blended towards one of their their one of their brews because it's specifically for the uh, New England uh, Indian Pale Ale. 
Yeah. 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 yeah w- w- without a doubt. Now I know a couple people had, had, had mentioned Bryce, you know, uh, uh, about the viewership, yeah. uh, starts jumping around 815, 820 crazy to watch. Um, actually, actually, um, and, and that's just on one platform. So, so we're, we're actually broadcasting on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven platforms. So we can actually see the viewerships across all seven platforms. So I, I, I do notice that like on YouTube itself, the, um, the viewership does jump up by like three or four, you know, um, followers. Um, but just watching, but it does stay pretty consistent across mm-hmm. the, I mean, the across the platform. I, I don't think Bryce is wrong though, in the sense that I also because I pay attention. Yeah. The time we're about to do the giveaway, and that's fine. If that's what people are looking for, then then, then they're missing out on the real deal, the information. Yeah. I mean, you want to get some free cigars, that's fine. You know, that's cool. But the the prize is watching the show and no. learning yeah. something and, from the cigar makers and and and, 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 and that's that's yeah. to me so so and, and and a word you know word to the people that that are law, that lawyer followers every week that watch the show beginning to end um you know so when we when we ask everybody to type in the word cigar you know that's, that's kind of like a little cheat sheet those people I, i've already seen since the contest is over the viewership has jumped off ask a question um, at the beginning or somewhere in the show, because when I ask people to type in the word cigar, it's not just from that last two minutes. They, you know, so the StreamYard giveaway takes that comment all the way from the very beginning of the show. Yeah. So that's everybody that has made a comment on the cigar. So it's kind of like a little cheat for people like, Hey, you know, I, I watch, you know, from the beginning, just type a question at the beginning, like, Hey, you know, I, I love his cigar, the, you know, moon garden. So it's going to count your, your comment that has the cigar in it from all the way at the beginning. So just a little little thing, you know, I'm just not, you know, don't, don't spread that out. Don't put that on YouTube (laughs) or Facebook. At the end of the day, we, we appreciate everyone who does tune in all the time. And I'm glad that you gained something from it because that's why we do it. Yeah, exactly. So next week's going to be an exciting week. Uh, We've got a, a Z from uh, Cordoba and Morales on the show. Um, uh, what a fantastic guy. Care. All the three of us met him finally for the first yeah. time back in December at the, uh, the Ybor city, uh, uh, cigar festival. What a, just a fantastic guy. And this is just a, a, cigar, a, a guy with a dream like care, you know, that just luckily he happens to live near one of the, the Corona cigar lounges, you know, and he just happened to be able to pop in, do these events and his, nice guy. You know, you know, super nice guy. So his his brand is blown up. Um, so definitely visit CoronaCigar.com, Cordoba and Morales. Um, they, they have uh, some cigars that u- utilize the FSG tobacco in it, but they have other cigars as well that are just from, you know, their, you know, their blend. Um, so so we had an absolute blast talking with Z um, coming up. Uh, make sure you're following Cigar Prop, Producer Jessica, Caraviajante, and Stogie Road Cigars uh, on all the social medias, the websites. Everything is in the, uh, uh, the the show notes down below if you're watching tonight, listening on the podcast in the future. Um, once again, we want to thank all of our partners for making this happen each and every week. Um, thank you to J.C. Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, and Mandola Cigars. We are the muscle. Uh, Excelsior Tobacco, uh, makers of the Doña Lydia Um I, I'm hoping that cigar gets more traction. The Donia Lydia, 
you know, like I said, you know, the Oliva cigar family make her absolutely a fantastic cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to Dr. Oscar Rodriguez of GTO Cigars, those who know Smoke GTO, um, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid. Um, care, final thoughts, final words. Life is short. Grab yourself a buddy bundle and a buddy and enjoy a cigar. Exactly. Uh, Jessica, any final uh, words for the show? Yes. Today was World Down Syndrome um, Day, and make sure every year at 321 that you help uh, bring awareness to that. Appreciate it. Yes, we, we definitely appreciate it. Um, so, everybody, uh, thank you very much, and uh, and we will see you next week. <laughs>